This episode of Tapping In is brought to you by Contenders Clothing. Be sure to use promo code TAPPINGIN20, save 20% at checkout at Contenders Clothing on Instagram. Check them out. Promo code TAPPINGIN20. This week, Roy and I are going to talk all about the holidays, how we spent our Christmas, Hanukkah, and New Year, as well as some old traditions and new traditions that we kept up with. We're going to also talk about some things that happened on the mat and how excited we are for the new year. Happy 2023, everyone. Happy New Year. Let's get after it. Let's get it and tap in. This is episode 54. We are live from Montgomery, New Jersey. Dude, that's all Benny says now. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah, baby. Benny's learning from the best. Oh, God. Kids can give me an aneurysm. <laughs> he drives me crazy. I love him, but man, he drives me crazy. Now, why? Give me, give me the thing that like you love about him that you like, and then you're like, God, I wish he would like tweak that movement. He's just so much like me. <laughs> but you know, whereas I'm 37 years old, refined, figured out like when to shut it off, when to, like when it's appropriate. Have you? It's not. <laughs> I ride that line. He's not riding the line at all. He's like, what? I can't make fart jokes right now. It's like, not right now, bunny. We're praying. <laughs> he's a church comedian. Yeah, like he's just, you know, you know. We say the prayer at Thanksgiving. We're like, well, we're grateful. He's like, oh yeah, baby. Ah, oh, that's like, awesome. No. no, that's that's. But it's just like, but it, it's, what is he six now? He's six now. Yeah, it's great age. He's six now, doing all that fun stuff. But uh, so, what is it? The one thing that, like, God, I wish he would stop doing that. He just won't sit still. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Sometimes wow. I'm just like, dude, chill. You got to hit him with a trank dart or something like that. I know. Or the belt. That's how I, that's how no. they got me to slow oh, down. No way, man. <laughs> Every time I say that to Steph, she gets so worked up. She goes, I don't believe in hitting. I was like, I do. Yeah. <laughs> but we I, don't. Never what, struggle. What was the last time you got, I mean, I know you grew up with, with women, but when was the last time you got hit by them? I mean, I think the last time like they hit me when I was a kid was probably when I was like six. All right. Um. And then the last time I got assaulted was probably when I was like 14. But I deserved it. <laughs> I deserved it. Was that 100%. the one with the hanger? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my Aunt Rosie. See, I listen to your stories. Beat my ass. I deserved it. <laughs> I deserved it 100%. Uh-huh. Like if I was in her shoes, like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I get it. Prison rules. She had to establish dominance. Otherwise, I would have, you know, I was already approaching six feet tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was 185, 190 pounds. And she she beat the crap out of you? I was only 14. I didn't think she was going to have to do something. 185. That's, that's a big kid. Yeah, I was a big boy. <laughs> I was always a little kid. And then I just Shut oh, up. sprouted wow. out of nowhere. Good deal. I remember like my mom would buy me suits for church. Uh-huh. And uh, like three weeks later, I'd get dressed and I'd be like, mom. And she'd look at me and I'd like stretch out my arms and the sleeve would like roll up halfway. <laughs> She'd be like, you're not going to church like that. She's like, get, on, get undressed. You're not going to church. Your sleeve goes from like 24 to dude, 28. It was the, wild. Yeah. It was wild. Like I, I was wearing a size 12 shoe by the time I was like 13, 14 years old. Wow. Which is wild because I started wearing a size 10 in seventh grade. And I was only five That's foot pretty, one. Yeah. yeah, I think I think I, yeah, I was brown that size myself. I think yeah. not that large though but i was only five one. Oh, so it wow. looked like With i was big wearing feet yeah so it looked like i was wearing skis <laughs> clown shoes yeah i remember like someone at church told my mom they're like he's gonna be tall he's like a body's like a building the foundation grows first yeah. the feet grow and then the rest follows that makes sense so i was like shit i'm gonna be a monster 
And I always want. I, I remember, like when I was a kid, I I always would like. I'd be like, please God, I just want to be six feet tall. Can I hit six foot? Yeah, I remember. And then those I hit days. I hit six one. I was like, shit, I should have wished for six five. <laughs> you like, could have gone pro at six five. Oh God! If I played baseball, I could have gone pro at six two. Yeah, dude. My name a alone. A lot of these pitchers these days. My name alone. Huge. My name alone would have gotten me drafted. That's it, been it. Yeah, Miguel yeah. Benitez. I, I listen. It sounds good on a baseball card. Put me in the outfield. It's a wrap. <laughs> They're looking at me, and I'm Puerto Rican. Yeah, we got the number forty-five, Miguel Benitez, out there in center field. Yeah. Like we got this Puerto Rican prospect, Miguel Benitez. <laughs> like that kid sounds dangerous. I'm like, yep, I suck. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't play baseball. I was a decent baseball player. No, wasn't my wasn't my bag. I should have stuck with baseball. I think because I was I'm a lefty, and it's like uh, I should have pitched as a lefty, and I said I was a first baseman, like a friggin' idiot, and I couldn't hit the ball far. I I made good contact, but I should have pitched. I wish I was good at baseball. I always wanted to be good. Great at sport. It. It's an amazing sport. It's a sport you can play for 25 years. That's exactly it. Make a lot of money. It'll beat the shit out of you though if you're not good. I mean, they'll tell you real fast, you're out of here. Oh, yeah. I mean, th- that that's one sport where you can't hide. Like, you're up at bat. And oh, they can see it. <laughs> they'll see it real fucking fast. They can see it. They can see if you're fielding the ball. Like, your exactly. Your mistakes are on display. Yeah. That, it's and, not like missing a block uh-huh. or running the wrong route. Yep. Like you know, We were talking about this earlier. It's like, oh, I can't believe that quarterback threw another interception. It's like, mm-hmm. that's not his fault. Right. But we don't know that. Mm-hmm. Baseball is like, oh, <laughs> like, spotlight shit. Everyone saw, you know, Buckner have the ball go through. Uh, like, everyone remembers the Chuck Knobloch situation. Like, it's right man. there. It's yeah. like, what are you doing? And that's like for all the world to say, man. <laughs> it's wild. I feel bad for him. But, you know, they're getting paid handsomely. Yeah, that they are. I mean, baseball, like I said, you get the longevity if you're good. But if you're not, man, they're going to suss you out real fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's there's so many people playing baseball. Yeah, where it's like to get and it's around the world. It's a, yeah. it's a world game. Yeah, so to get called up to that level, uh, it's tough. Crazy, man. like to have crazy a, skilled to have a to make it to the to the bigs is mm-hmm. tough. To have a career is even harder. Unbelievable. To become a superstar, yeah, you're elite. Yeah, you're elite. Some of these guys are just uh, yeah. I, I mean, they're really good about sending the money home and this and that, mm-hmm. but they figure out, wait a minute, I really am the best in the world here. Yeah. You know, and they create that sort of chasm between their uh, second place people. Oh, yeah. And they get these beautiful contracts. Hey, I meant to uh, let you know, I went to Qdoba in the mall. How'd you like it? It was good. It was good. But uh, I said, uh, poco yellow. On for my uh, little bit of ice for my soda. Suddenly, the woman starts blasting me with all this Espanol, and I'm like, "Despacio, despacio, por favor, despacio." You know, and the woman standing there, like, like slopping the, the guacamole. She starts cracking up, and I said, "I only know two years of high like, school Spanish, like, for God's sakes." Me and my big mouth. <laughs> exactly. That she's like, "Oi, vey, he wants That's a little it. ice." I, I would like, literally, ah. I would literally drop my tray. And said. Let's talk, baby. Let's talk. Let's talk, mama. <laughs> Can you put some queso on that, please? Exactly, man. I like Qdoba. Uh, I like it better than Chipotle, or is it the same shit? I'm going to say something. I've uh-huh. only had Chipotle twice in my wow. entire life. Okay. And it's not because I don't like it. It's right. just... It's a good they deal. Have, they have such a, a system. 
They have such a system okay. that I'm not familiar with <laughs> Okay, that it's intimidating. All right. What I don't the, want to be that guy. You're standing like, in line. What's, I mean, they give you four choices, the bowl, the taco, the burrito, or, that's or the thing. something else. I don't even know that I have choices. Okay. I don't realize that I got to go up there and be like, well, what, what am I allowed to ask for? Like, how many do I get? Oh, you're Can that I, guy in the line? Like, I don't know. So you know what I do? I don't get in the fucking line. <laughs> nice. I stay out of it. Now, I don't, you're okay with Starbucks, though, along those lines, though, right? Yeah, but I'm a Starbucks pro at this point. Right. That's what I'm saying. But you that's worked why your I, way up. I worked my way up, but also I started going to Starbucks at like 6 a.m. Okay. There's not a lot of people there. <laughs> you can work now, your way in. 6.45, like 7 a.m. kind of stuff. Yeah, 7 a.m. Oh, boy, you better know what you're doing. Oh, yeah. Oh, I get so frustrated. Wow. Oh, when I got to deal with the amateurs. <laughs> you know, here's Starbucks has a great system with the app. I don't people. I don't think people understand. By the way, we're back, guys. It's so nice to be here. Yeah. Hope everyone had a great holiday. We'll get to that. Um, we'll get to all that stuff. But I don't want you to think we're just talking about fast food. Uh, the idea of exclusivity, okay, is a fantastic concept. All right, because if you start making people feel exclusive, right, part of something special, mm-hmm. they start feeling like you're like they're better than other people. Fuck yeah, and you pay for that exclusivity. Absolutely, you're worth that exclusivity. I'm going to give you a perfect example. <laughs> this is fucking awful, but it's true. If I go to Starbucks and like I didn't like, you know, charge up my app and I don't feel like putting more <laughs> money right. If I have to use my regular debit card. Right. I feel like such a loser. <laughs> I'm like, let oh, me see if I understand that here. <laughs> I'm like, I got to pay with a debit card, like fucking like a regular general civilian. Wow. Blech. That's it's like these people don't, these people don't realize I got six hundred stars right now just wow. chilling. I'm on double points right Howard now. Howard Schultz knows your name. I'm a gold I'm a platinum member, dude. Wow. <laughs> and now I gotta give you my Wells Fargo card. Disgusting. Disgusting. Because I feel better than people. Here's how bad it is. You're gonna really have to educate me on this. I know nothing of this culture. It's it, so Steph didn't believe me. Okay. I'm like, Steph, download the app. It's going to change you because now everything matters. Okay. Because you start thinking like, shit, I'm not getting stars for this. I'm not getting points for this. I'm not getting rewarded for this. Everything, you start feeling like, mm. I like knowing that every 250 points, I can get whatever I want for free. One item. Oh, okay. I guess. So this is a rewards program. The rewards okay, program. No, okay. But they make it seem so cool. Oh, do they? Yes. Wow. Like, and are you using the app today? And I'm like, of course I am. <laughs> I'm like, no, cash. And like, ooh, dirty. And they're just like. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. They're just like sneering at you. <laughs> like, like, just give loser. me my almond milk latte. <laughs> I'm like, Quasimodo hiding in my face. I'm like, don't look at me. Just the fact that you know the words almond milk latte. That's <laughs> what so I get, homeboy. I get an almond milk latte. It's fantastic. Yes, I order the almond milk latte. Well, I'm not trying to get all that dairy. I don't need Tim yelling at me anymore. Like, bro, you got to watch dairy, bro. You know, dairy's not good for you. Like, I got almond milk. Every now and then I splurge. I get like, I order off the secret. Now, what's the deal with the sizes? Like, grande or something like that? Or I mean, that's a little pretentious. Isn't it? But, you know. You know, I always thought it was stupid, but now people are like, I don't like it. I'm like, why? Because you don't understand it. Right. <laughs> get out of here, peasant. <laughs> 
if you want to see my... You know what the weird thing is? I know you think less of that person. I do. I do. I'm like, fuck off. I'm like, get out of here. It's like a guy wearing a nice suit and wearing shitty shoes. <laughs> but here's you the thing. just look it down. Uh, but every time I leave that place, uh-huh. every time, I don't feel good about myself. Why? I, I figured you'd like feel like a king walking no, out. No, no. You know what happens? Right, okay. I drive off. I feel so good about myself. I got my Starbies. Uh-huh. I got my, you know, my Grande cold brew with the vanilla sweet cream. Okay. And I pay my fucking $9 for it. <laughs> and I drive off. And as soon as I take my first sip, I'm like, yeah, I'm an asshole. <laughs> I'm an asshole. Why am I paying this much for a coffee? Oh, it's true. Why am I doing it? So I actually, you do it because you can. I mean, and, and there's a luxury factor that's going on there. Well, the point system just became worth it to me mm-hmm. because it's like I mean, if I need coffee every day, and what happened was the reason it became Starbucks is because I I used to live literally right down the road from one. Okay, so I would pass it every day on my way to work. And it was drive through, which was way better than the Dunkin' Donuts, where it's like, now I got to get out. Right. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. not like, it's not laziness. It's, I need to get to work. Right. So that yeah. time, those four or five minutes, they count. Makes sense. So I started going to Starbucks and you know what? Fuck it. I can do this. Um, and I wasn't doing it every day, maybe two or three times a week. Uh, but you know, it, it, and then I get my points and then I could go for free. So now I don't go as often. Because there isn't one near my house. Oh, I got you. You got you. So there is one that I drive past. I think there's one on 27 that I know of, but I, but that's not a Starbucks. That's a walk-in coffee shop. Yeah. There's that. there's one on Route One. Yeah. There's actually two on Route One. Yeah, I know. We're, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. There's one in the in the New York, North Brunswick Plaza. Mm-hmm. I'll go there. All right. If it's before 6:15 a.m. Okay. After that not going but here's the problem i'm already like seven eight minutes into my drive by the right, time i go right. there so it's like uh i really need that like all right so, fix all right. in the morning all right so let's say it's not starbucks give me your next three are we talking mcdonald's are we nope. talking wawa we're talking i'm doing like, wawa okay I'm but going, you gotta get out of the car but but they're close quality wise the one that i go to now uh-huh. down the street from my house okay but here's what i do I get gas, so I'm already sitting there, right, 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 run inside, and it's not like it's a Dunkin' Donuts where I'm just getting coffee. No, I'll get a coffee, I'll get a water for my day. Absolutely. Maybe I'll get like the chicken and broccoli that they have on the side. Now I have my lunch for the day. Slap down a little dirty river potato yeah. chips. No, no. I'm not doing that. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I love like really good potato I chips. I got potato chips are delicious. Fucking, they're amazing. They're so good. Yeah, I love them. Now we're getting hungry. This is what happens. Yeah. We do this at like 10 o'clock and I'm like, I'm starving. I'm starving myself. Um, so I don't mind getting out. I'm like, Wawa is such a different experience. Right. It's so funny. I I, you know, I moved back to my old town and I see someone that I went to high school with. I, I've known him since middle school. Beautiful. And I see him and I'm like, hey, what's going on, Butch? That's his name. He's like, hey, what's going on, Miguel? I'm like, how you doing, brother? He's like, ah, good. You know, same shit, different day. And I'm like, yeah, brother. And I'm like, oh my God. We're those old guys. Yeah. We're those guys. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're not running late. I'm like, that ain't we all fucking fucking Mondays, right? And there we are with our coffee at Wawa. Meanwhile, like, I remember when I was a 17-year-old kid, I was like, who are these guys? And it's yeah. like, oh, they've known each other since they were 12. Right. Exactly. And, and they're in the same fucking town. I'm like, God, when did I become that guy? But I look forward to seeing them. 
I'll give you a good thing and I'll give you a bad thing. Number one, you still don't look your age. You could pull off late 20. I don't know about 22. You could pull off late 20s. I think I can pull off 28. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think you could pull late 20s. Definitely with my maturity level. Yeah. (laughs) The hair, the whole, I I think you could pull that. Yeah. And I'm going to give you really, really good news. According to, I I don't know, I just heard this. I I did the research. I wrote it down and I, I read it. Um, what did you just best say? Age. I wrote it down. I read like what? It's like you were trying to tell a story that you were full of shit. And you're like, all right, fuck it. I saw it on a meme. <laughs> no, no, no. This is like, I researched. All right, I read it in a newspaper. Okay, it was a news. Okay, it was a meme on Here Instagram. It is. Here it is. I, I'm remembering it now. Match.com said to women, what is the best age for a man to attract women? 38, 39. That is not good news. <laughs> the last thing I want to do right now. I want to just give you some positive no, shit. It's not positive. You really think what I want right now is to attract women? I want to repel them. I want them away from me. Okay. I don't even want them to look at me. Part of the reason I grew up my hair and my beard is because I thought it would make me less attractive. Wrong. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, dude, come on. Women dig that shit. Apparently. They they. Now I, just, do. now I just don't want to get rid of it because I like it. Yeah, I think, no, I think it looks low key, good. Low-key Steph likes it too. Like if you were to shave the beard, I don't know if you'd like have the same kind of vibe, you know? Dude, so uh, I, I showed, like we pulled up pictures of like when we first opened up the school uh-huh. where I had like, you know, the comb over the hard part. Yeah, I remember that. Baby face, I would shave my, like everything was fresh. Steph was like, who is that guy? I was like, that's a child, baby. <laughs> now I'm a man. Started watching Yellowstone and drinking more bourbon. It's a man now. Absolutely. Well, Wait, the bad part of that whole thing, just so you know, is that you can't stop it. Like, you're going to keep getting older and older and older. And you get to, like, like me, 58, 59, and you're just like, motherfucker. Yeah, but you... I can't stop it. You look good at 50. No, I appreciate that. I really, really do. now. It, it's just... I can't stop it. Like, I realize, fuck. I don't mean to, like, depress people. It's like, I got 20 more decent years. 25, maybe. And it's just, it's a embrace shitty it. feeling. Embrace it, dude. I do. That I Matthew do. McConaughey, I get older. They, they stay just, the same age. Yeah, my wife hates it when I bring up uh, that whole idea that, you know, hon, if you weren't here, it's like, I could probably pull a 35-year-old or a 40-year-old. Easy. Yeah. You could probably pull a 25 I don't want that. No, no. The world. Is- they don't want me. Let's put it that way. They don't need my like oh, 30 seconds of a rocket ride and then I'll get back to you in two days. Here's why okay. they'll Here's why they'll do it. Because in the summertime, uh-huh. you'll be the 60-year-old that owns a boat. <laughs> That's true. I'm like, hey, Roy. So these are my <laughs> girlfriends. It's like, the, I've seen like this story. It's like, you know, we always see girls on these yachts. Right. Show the guys who own the yacht. That's true. Joe, who owned it, it was the, remember the old uh, uh, real estate commercials where these guys say you two can invest money into real estate, and they'd show them like this this dude on a boat, and he looks like he just came across like the immigration line, and and suddenly he's like attracting all these women on the boat. Yeah, I don't want to be that guy, but but why not? And they'll love it. They'll yeah. post pictures on oh, Pookie Instagram. Hates it. Pookie hates this conversation because I'm like, hon, I don't look. I love you. I think you still look this. great in this net. But like, if you, like when a woman when a woman gets divorced or like is single at that age, they're not attracting. Like so, to keep on this conversation, I was talking to one of my guys. man. This show, like, I feel bad. Like, I feel like we're giving women such like horrible news, like surprise. <laughs> but 
he was talking to me. He's like, you know, you got to understand something. He's like, as men, we can get a second chance. Yeah. We can get a second go round. No doubt. He's like, let's say, you know, you know, marriage doesn't work or things fall apart. And now we're single at 40 to 45 right. years old. He's like, we can get another lap around. Right. He's like, we can go to the club. We can go to the bar. He's like, we can go to places and meet 25, 30 year old women. Right. He's like, a woman has a small window to make the right choice. Absolutely. And then it's done. He's like, they got 25 to 35. Okay. They don't make the right choice by then. It's a wrap. It, it is, but let me throw this at you. Do and that you, sucks. Dude, which is one of the reasons true. why I do not begrudge women getting as much as they can in alimony set, uh, situations. They gave up the best years of their lives for this moron. I'm not going to say gave up. <laughs> Come they on, made brother. A, they made an investment. And now it's time. It was a shit investment. Well, you know. They the, put all their money in Enron and it... Uh, Listen, the, the it went OOB. They had to sell the stock right <laughs> long ago, and, they, and they need to make sure they get paid for it. There you go. So, you know, to an extent, I get it. You know, to an extent, I get jealous. I wish yeah. I could fucking take someone's money and be like, "Hey, popped out a couple yeah. bits. Give me that money." Exactly. Um, but there's there's nothing. That's funny. why I don't begrudge it. But a lot of guys do. A lot of fuck. Oh, you know, I, I, I like I gotta pay this one so and so amount. Dude, they gave you the best years of their life. Yeah, it's hard to recover for them. Yeah. So, you know, because you can be a 45 divorcee with two kids. Bingo. You're not going to lose any women over mm -hmm. that. You'll be able to find a 25 year old who's like, So, how do you feel about having another kid? Because, like, you see these guys <laughs> exactly. that are like 60 and they've got like a three year old. Right. And meanwhile, they're like, well, you know, my, you know, my first kids are, you know, they're in college. Yeah, and you're 28, like, oh, 29. you're doing this again. Exactly. And then you see the wife like and she's like 34. Right. You know, and you see that. Yeah. Women don't get that. I absolutely agree. They don't, they don't get to be the 45 year old divorcee who's like, I'm going to find a young guy. It's like, that might work for a night, yeah. but it's bad. That's the whole thing. And what guy is kind of hitching their, you know. They're wagging up to a woman that has a kid or two. You know, that's it's, it's a tough, tough man. It's a tough thing, it's man. Tough. The guys that do are special human beings, though. But it, it, and I mean, I think I think there's also there's always different situations. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, God forbid you lose your husband right to death. Right. Mm -hmm. That's different, right? That's different. It is because now you have a story where men are like, "Wow, she's a good woman. Good woman. She's got a couple of bucks from the insurance payoff." Right, she you know, has the house. A, she's, she's a good a, woman. The kids need someone. Like mm -hmm. you, you develop this sympathy towards her, without a doubt. But when she's like, "Yeah, I'm well deserved," it's like, why? Well, <laughs> it's funny like, is that, who left who. That's and, the thing, and you know, unfortunately, eighty percent of all divorces are precipitated by the woman. By a woman, eighty percent. That's wild. That's fucking nuts. Because ninety percent of them gave those guys a fucking. Uh, What's it called? Where it's like, you know, you better do this or... Yeah. You know, what is that called? Either or? No, like, I'm not... Well, like, if they don't do it, like, if if they don't get engaged or propose... Oh, 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 oh yeah. They, they gave them the... Um, put a ring on it kind of argument. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they're like, you better marry me or I'm out. Yeah. And then, a couple years down the line, they're like, I want a divorce. It's like, mm -hmm. well, you think they, like, coincide? Like, maybe if you ultimatum... Yeah. Maybe if you use the ultimatum, that's probably a sign. 
<laughs> it's going to end in divorce. And you're going to divorce him and be like, you know, I just thought maybe he'd mature. No, no. Yeah. I will say this. The God honest truth. I did not have an ultimatum. Okay. Never. She never even mentioned it. Okay. Not once. Good girl. Um, uh, we had been together about two years. I was at the gym. I had a fantastic lifting session. I'll never forget this. Fantastic. I felt great. Okay. And I was like, you know what? I like how this feels right now. That's I good. like that I know I'm leaving the gym. I feel good. I'm going to go home to her. I asked you that question two podcasts ago when yeah. we were talking about big decisions. Yeah. There must have been something that flicked the switch in your head. You said, you know what? I like this a lot. I don't know. Maybe it was the fact that I put up, you know, 305 on the bench for the first time in like seven years Look and I was feeling you, good about my life. walking around like a peacock. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I can do it now. I can maybe put up 35, but, um, but no, I just think it was that feeling of like feeling so content yeah. and happy with life at that moment. It's a great feeling. Even though it wasn't perfect. Great feeling though. You know, I still, you know, I didn't have, I just found out that I was going to transit. I hadn't started yet, mm-hmm. but I knew like, you know, the future is trending. And I remember it was like this reality. Where like, well, if I'm going to walk away from a lot of things to pursue a career, then clearly it's because I want something more. Yeah. And I was like, fuck it. Let's do this. Yeah. Be a man. You, like, made, what am I? And you so, made a mature decision too. Yeah. And I called her parents right away. That's I got awesome. their permission. Now, when you looked at Steph, you said, this could be a woman that I can see having children with, I can see having a life with kind of thing. Everything. Right. When I looked at her, I knew that I was like, in my head, I was like, having you in my life is going to allow me, not force me, allow me to be the best possible version of myself. Wow. That's awesome. See, I looked at uh, Pookie as the, the... Most sexual woman I had ever yeah. known in my life, and yeah. she like, was just amazing. We'll ensure that my balls are drained <laughs> forever. Kind of, I mean, she was the sexiest fucker I'd ever known in my life. And then you turn thirty, you're like, "What's going on down there?" Yeah, it kind of, I kind of, <laughs> but no, no, she's she's a lot of fun. My wife, that's that's what I love about her. She makes me laugh. Okay, I need a person to make me laugh. I, that, that's the way I am with everybody. If you bore me, I, I lose interest in you. Yeah. I, like I don't care if you're a guy or a girl, don't bore me. Yeah, yeah, you know? I agree. I don't know what that is. It, it just is with me. I, that's the way I have all my relationships. I'm the same way. I, if somebody doesn't make me laugh, if someone doesn't like say something interesting, I'm not talking about saying douchey things, just for the sake of saying douchey things. I'm talking about a guy that does a legitimate, like, wow, I, this guy is pretty sharp. Yeah. You know, you got to give me something. Okay. If I can't converse with someone either in an intellectual way or learn from them Mm -hmm. or like want to hear them speak, even if it's to make me laugh or whatever. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. Especially when I know I'm bringing entertainment. (laughs) Like at some point, at some point, I want to giggle. At some point, I'm going to carry this conversation and I'm going to need to turn the football over to somebody. It's like, listen, I don't mind. You know, like when I go to Costa Rica with like Tom and all those guys, I don't mind telling yuck yucks for 12 hours of the day, (laughs) but you know what? At some point, somebody better make me laugh. Somebody better, you know. Because if I'm the only one making me laugh, because I do, I crack myself up. Yeah. It's horrible. (laughs) I'm like my own best friend. Like when I'm in the car by myself, I'm like, hey, you, what's up, buddy? Like I'm just having a blast. 
Steph knows it too. She goes, you That's enjoy so yourself, don't you? I'm like, weird yeah. And funny. I'm like, yeah. Bro, I've done whole one man shows on like drives to Boston by myself. Unbelievable. I'll play the I'll play the talk show host, the talk show guest, and I'll take questions from the audience and I wow. play the audience. Wow. And I crack up and I never know where it's going to go. I just start talking. I'm like, whoa, that went somewhere deep. I'm like, let's see where this goes. I just let the characters do what they do. That is extraordinary. I have a lot of fun. That's where my so, son. Do you ever like play nuts. music and like imagine, you know, you're a rock star, a rap star? I'm, or on, I'm on the stage, bro. Okay. That's what I'm, I'm on the about. stage. Okay. I'm loving life. I'll go home. Do you put that like put your fingers by your mouth, like to imitate a microphone, stuff like that kind of nah, thing? Nah, I don't do all that. Only because like someone driving by could mistake it for me like putting a cock to my face <laughs> like they don't know that i'm singing like especially if, I, if i'm like holding like a ah, yeah. it just looks like you know right i don't want to give them that okay but um <laughs> you don't want any kind of like mistakes to be made yeah we're getting sidetracked right i know we always uh, do but and yeah, i've got so a bunch go, more things to so sidetrack go, but you with going too. going back yes i need someone to bring the funny and my wife absolutely I love hanging out with her. That's beautiful. When we're hanging out. She makes you laugh. Yeah, she does. Okay. You know. Pookie now makes we, me laugh a lot. You know, now that we have kids, that's a good thing. You want to yeah. laugh. Dude, you wanna... I'm all about that. Bro, love versus like. Episode yeah. like six. I like even, my wife. I love them. Do you like them? Right. Because the love's going to wear thin yeah. at some point. Mm-hmm. But do you like them? Yeah. Because like, you know, my situation, you know, we both work. Plus, I've got a business. We got two kids. I come home. Give her a kiss goodbye. She's alone with the kids. Mm-hmm. She's making dinner. She's prepping lunch. She's cleaning up. I'm getting home. I want to spend time. I let her, like. There's so many levels to this. Yeah. That when we have our conversations, it's like this bill is due. We're doing this on the weekend. Can you do this right. with Benny? This is what's going. On. There's so many conversations that it's like it, it very it, marriage becomes very business like. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't necessarily say business like. I would just say it becomes sort of TikTok. Yes. Every day it becomes very seems structured. the same. Every, yeah, it's structured. And, and it has to be. Even if you go on vacation, yes. You know, you think you're like changing, you know, throwing a curveball, but you're not. You're yes. still just replicating it, your home life but, somewhere else. But it has to be structured. Yeah. Especially if there's kids involved. If oh, there's dude. no kids, you can fucking be nilly willy. Right. But when there's kids, it has to be structured because, you know, how are they eating? How are they sleeping? Right. Like, if they don't have structure, they go off the rails. So that's why when my wife and I were like went to Vegas for ADCC or she came with me to Jacksonville when I did a seminar down there. Shout mm-hmm. out to the Smiley Academy. James Smiley, what's up, buddy? Um, we genuinely enjoy just hanging out with each other. Right. She came to Costa Rica for Tom's camp. Right. It was fantastic because we didn't have to have structure. This was a structure. What time do you want to eat? I could eat now. You want to wait a little bit? I'm not hungry. Right, right, sure. Right. You want to go to the pool and have a drink? Yeah. How awesome is that freedom though? It's great. That's kind of the, she yeah. had more than me. I'd be like, I gotta go to this session and train. Yeah, I'll be back in two hours. Right, and I come back and she's by the pool with a drink and her book, falling asleep. I'm like, that's great. Wow, glad you enjoyed this. That's beautiful. You know, so we we thoroughly enjoy spending time with each other, uh, and it gets stressful sometimes because you get so into the everyday grind, the rat race, where you almost look at you and like, fuck, like, do we still like each other? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because every day is just boom, 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 boom. Yeah. So, it, you know, you get like when we went to Costa Rica, it, it had been probably the first time in like a year and a half that we had been alone with each other. So it's like, well, I know we're, we're doing this every day, but do we actually still enjoy each other's company? Well, all right, let me, let me take it even one step further. Which, by the way, we did. Okay. So okay. thank God. 
that we come back lovey-dovey. We open the door. It's like, Mama! Dada! And it's like, oh, God. Now, this is going to get real personal. So mm-hmm. just give me the heads up it's here. about the sex. Yes, it is. Yeah. You see your, and I'll say spouse, because I'll open it up to both sides. Mm-hmm. You see your spouse at their worst. You see your spouse at their most mundane. Mm-hmm. You see your spouse as like with bad breath, you know, farts, whatever. Mm-hmm. Is the... Is somehow or another, when they put on the, the really nice dress and lipstick and this and that, it's got to still get you going. Otherwise, that's where you're looking for trouble, I gotta especially you, on the women's side. I got to tell you, Steph still gets me going just like her regular. Well, that's what I'm, yeah. House. If you can, if that's still going on, that's beautiful. Then. I've always, I've always thought that my wife is probably one of the prettiest women I've ever seen. Beautiful. Because she's, she naturally wakes up with, you know pouty lips and rosy cheeks right on. she's never had bad breath right um i've just i've never witnessed it i've tried like she just she's not a smelly person yeah. sometimes oh man I her know, hair I, wakes up a in a fucking smelly oh, yeah. sometimes shit. her hair wakes up like she's like she was just in war <laughs> she's got big curly hair right. and it cracks me up because now Juliana walks in and she'll have that hair and I crack up. I'm like, ah, that's beautiful. I'm like, why does your daughter look like a 40-year-old single mom right now? <laughs> she walks in like, I'm sleepy. It's like, so stay in your bed. Why are you here? Is she wearing ratty slippers and like My a daughter, robe? <laughs> she wears, no, she wears a nightgown and she puts on her little plastic princess high heels. Good for her. Which, by the way, her godfather, my friend Sean, okay. love him to death. Yeah, he's a good dude. His daughter's turning too soon. I like his tattoos even. Yeah. He's I love he's him. He's got the Beatles tattoos. Yeah, he does. I can't wait to buy his daughter the loudest, most obnoxious <laughs> gift I can find. <laughs> because him and his wife bought Juliana these like plastic princess heels, right? So the heels already so make like noise. like clip-clop, clip-clop. Yeah, but here's the kicker. They have gems inside the heel. Okay. So it rattles and clicks. Oh. So it's like she's got rhythm. I'm hearing that all day long, and it's so loud because she's four and she stomps, and I'm like, oh, my head's gonna explode. Wow! And you got like Ricky Martin for a son, like ready oh, to yeah, hit the stage. Baby. Ready to hit the stage, man. He cracks me up. We bought right. him a camera for Christmas. So let me uh, get into the specifics because we haven't gotten together for a while here. How was your Christmas? My Christmas was good. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. went really, really well. Any good toys? Oh, I got a table saw. There you go, man. Fuck yeah, let's go, dude. Wow. I can't wait. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start doing crown molding and <laughs> wow. everything. I'm gonna I have can, to borrow that thing then because I need good. some uh, floor molding. Let me use it first. Okay. Uh, break it in. But I'm. I was telling Steph, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. She goes, Oh my god, what did I do? I'm like, <laughs> You. Potentially just cause serious injury in this household. But this is DYE, we're going to be all right. Let's do it. <laughs> so I'm really excited about that. My sister got me uh, an awesome Michael Myers plant holder. Wow. So okay. it's like it's like it holds like a little like a succulent, but okay. it's his mold. I'm super excited about that. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to see what else I got. Um, uh, my mom. Got me good gifts in typical fashion. She bought me something meant for the summer. She bought me some slippers <laughs> for the pool. I'm like, let's go. Oh, wait, wait. I, I just I love your mom's impression though. Like, like you do a great your mom yeah. impression. I'm like, I'm like, oh, thanks. She goes, nanny for the summer, so you can wear them around the pool. And I'm like, 
I'm like, yeah, that's in, could have got these for my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> a little closer to the summertime there, babe. So wait, we're we're all sitting down and we're talking and I'm laughing and my mom goes, oh, careful what you say. It might end up on the podcast. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it might. I was like, wow. you definitely will end up in the podcast, Mary Lou. <laughs> she cracks me up. Uh, but no, it was it was good. My aunt, I got to bring this up because okay. right? I did not talk about the dessert she made for Thanksgiving. She makes this this coconut custard called tembeleque, which is delicious. Didn't you say your sister made something like My that? My sister makes the flan. Right, with the cheese in it, right? Yeah, the, the flan de queso. But my aunt makes it tembeleque. You know, delicious. I didn't mention it for Thanksgiving. But we had quite the task for this year because usually we do Thanksgiving at my wife's family's house. We did not do that this year. Right. Family issues, not going to get into it. But, you know, we didn't go there. I don't make that choice. I go, hon, what are we doing? She's like, we're doing it here. I was like, I run with you. That's beautiful. Let's go. Now. So we did, she did want to incorporate some of the traditional Italian Christmas Eve. So, you know, they typically would do the seven fishes. And yes, it is seven fishes. Okay. Not seven fish. Okay. <laughs> because the if you see more than one fish and it's all of the same group, it's fish. Look at all the fish. But if it's different types of fish. Then it's fishes. Yeah, it's I get fishes. it. I get it. All right. So the seven fishes. Uh, so we didn't do the traditional seven, but... She really wanted uh, the bacala soup. Wow. Which was good. my, it's delicious, which was my father in law's favorite part of Christmas Eve. So we bestowed that burden <laughs> on my Aunt Rosie. Okay. I'm like, Rosie, can you figure out how to make this? She's like, how do you make a stew with bacalao? Because bacalao, it's a, it's a salty cod. A salted cod. Yeah, I remember it's, that. It's a salty fish. So you got to soak it, but then you're putting it into soup. So it's like, so my mom starts giving her input and I heard this story secondhand. She's like, I told your mother, excuse me, they did not call you. They called me. Get away, peasant. Um, So she made it. It was fantastic. Hey, that's awesome. Oh my God. Because she didn't use, uh, she didn't slice the bacalao thinly. She almost like filleted it and then cut it into chunks. Because it's already like, it's just like one long piece yes. that's salted. I know this. Yes. I've seen this. She was able to get these big chunks of bacalao. Wow. With the potato. and Now, is that a tomato-based uh, yes, soup? Okay, tomato-based, right. Right. potato. Okay. Uh, she substituted the black olives for green olives. Nice. It was fantastic. Killer. And hands down... My favorite part of Christmas Eve dinner. All right, Aunt Rosie. Rosie killed it. Good for her. She absolutely crushed it. And you gave her the compliments right then and there. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Love it. And then, you know, we put a little bit in a cup and put it next to my father-in-law's picture. Uh, It it. was tough. It was the first holidays for my wife without him. Yeah. Kind of went through the same thing myself. Unfortunately, my mom's boyfriend passed away. Yeah. (laughs) It was really a... uh, She's still going through it, man. I was just going to say, how is she doing? It's hard. She, I, You know what it is? It's like she lives in a house of ghosts, meaning she walks through the same house that we all grew up in, my brothers and I. And so we leave. Suddenly you see all the kids' rooms empty. Mm. 
And then your husband comes down with Alzheimer's and she's only 56 at the time and he's dying. And so there's that ghost, the ghost of her kids. So she was lucky enough to get this fella who was really, I mean, look, he had a lot of rough edges, but really, really good, funny, interesting dude. And it was good for my mom. And unfortunately he just passed away. And this is the only reason why I bring it up is because it pissed me off when we went to his funeral and the kids, his kids did not honor him the way he should have been honored. He should have had a send off. He was that kind of guy. Like if you, God forbid you pass away, you're the kind of guy that needs a send off. In other words, people need to acknowledge the fact that he was a one of a kind person. Yeah. And they didn't do that. They just fucking had some old rabbi, like, you know, jibber jabber. And, and then like, you know, you throw dirt on the, uh, the uh, coffin and it's just like a shit way to go as far as I was concerned. And I, I just, I should have said something. It bugs me that I didn't say something, but I felt it was kind of not my place to do it. I get it. And you're and, probably right. You know, and the, you know, and it's, it's unfortunate how when people pass away, mm-hmm. you really start to see you know, people's true colors. Oh yeah. You know, especially when it's like, you know, and, and unfortunately like, you know, I'll talk about it. They'll probably listen. You know, I noticed it with my father-in-law uh-huh. where, you know, towards the end of battling Parkinson's and, you know, starting to go through the dementia right. and losing his functions. You know, I, I've been with Steph 12 years. He had it for five years. We met, so, you know, we're talking 16 years, 17 right, years. Right, right. He was dealing with this. Now towards the end, when he can't walk and he can't talk and he can't feed himself, mm-hmm. now suddenly people want to come out of the woodwork yeah. and give their opinion and tell my mother-in-law what she should be doing, right. what should be going on. Oh, you get a lot of that shit you know, going on. Well, you got to do this. And it's like, excuse me, she's been doing everything right. for the last 14 years. Your wife's been dealing with it. You've been dealing with it. You know? Right. What have you been doing? Then, of course, he passed away, and, you know, people have their opinions on that. My issue is, if you didn't help, take your opinion and shove it up your ass. Yeah. That's my thing. That's part of the reason why we weren't there for Christmas Eve, Uh, which is unfortunate because I think it's a big disgrace to my father-in-law the way some members of his family are behaving. Um, Now, the good thing is, uh, I'm not related to them. So I can say what I want to you say. You can be objective in a yeah. sense. Yeah. And if they don't like it, it's like, well, you know, well, fuck off. Yeah. Like, you know, come sign the waiver. Right. Which, by the way, does work. Uh, I found out. <laughs> 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 you know, the justice system does serve its purposes. Uh, yeah, I, we, yeah. I don't know if you want to talk about that, but that's. Cool. I'll wait till I talk to my lawyer tomorrow. But as okay. of right now, from yeah, what I understand, and free and clear, baby. We are out. Not love guilty. It. I love it. No retrial. No appeal. <laughs> fuck off. You hurt yourself. You free hurt yourself. Free at last. Thank you God hurt, Almighty, I'm free at last. You hurt yourself, <laughs> you degenerate piece of shit. <laughs> Four years I had to deal with this guy. Asshole, waste of life, a, piece of shit. He's a dick. There dick. you go. <laughs> Fucking hurt himself. Threw himself over my back, landed on his shoulder, blamed me well guess what the court system and a jury of your peers disagreed you fuck off fuck off how about that one how about that one how you like them apples 
<laughs> you got nothing. Shout out to State Farm for the fantastic legal services that they provided. And how about this? If you don't like it, here's the address of my school. Why don't you come on down and yeah. we'll settle it the way you Give have. me the five minutes so I can do everything you said I did. Exactly. You fucking liar. <laughs> Sack of shit. Now that we're past that one. There we go. <laughs> oh, that felt good to say. Felt good to say. Well, getting back to like the whole thing of like pieces of shit. This is where I had a problem with people. I have a really hard time with people whose parents are getting to that age. Let's call it 70s, 80s kind of thing. Okay. And these people are living in California. They're living in Arizona. They're living in Colorado. They're not helping when the father needs your help the most. Yeah. And that was the deal with this family. The daughter lives in whatever, New York, Westchester area. And the other kid lives in Colorado. And I'm like, where the fuck have you been? Your old man needed you. And he, he, this guy doesn't even have kids. Well, they, they made their lives. I get it. but it's I like, always think back to that scene from The Godfather. And everybody rationalizes that behavior. They're like, oh, well, you know, maybe they didn't have a good relationship growing up. Fuck you. This is your dad. Okay. He gave you the yeah. childhood. Was he there? Exactly. He was there like, for you. Yeah. My dad wasn't. So guess what? I'm not going to be exactly. there with you guys. Right. Maybe just because I'm petty, just I'll, send, down the dirt. I'll send the biggest bouquet there, <laughs> like the biggest well, one. You, and it'll say, uh, my condolences from the son you never tried to get to know. And it'll be the biggest one there. Right. Just to show everyone, like, I'm better than That's all you of tamping you. down the dirt. Yeah. You know, after the, uh, oh, dude, I don't <laughs> after the coffin's been Listen, covered. Everyone's like, oh, Professor Miguel. Professor Miguel's a petty piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I will wait for 30 years. You said Gordon's my, the same way. Oh, he's terrible. We've had conversations. We go back and forth about who's petty. And people are like, <laughs> uh, you, you know, like, he... he he recently sent me a conversation that he had with someone. I thought it was fantastic. And I was like, yeah, I love it. Because it was his answer was just no. And I was like, wow. How did that feel? He was like, fucking great. I'm like, good for you. Wow. Good for you. Be petty. I don't think there's anything wrong with being with being petty. To certain people, they deserve Worth it. Worth it. To other people, you know, you, you like I said, if you're someone's kid, you're there for them yeah. in their direst needs. Right. But if there's an asshole in your life... Nothing wrong with being petty. Nothing wrong with being petty. Absolutely. So, you know, I'll be petty with my father. Uh, <laughs> I'll never be petty with my mom, like ever. You yeah. know, I'll I'll be there. My mom is getting surgery this week. Uh, so, you know, you know, th- uh, hopes and prayers, you know, keep her on your thoughts. Without a doubt. She'll be good. She's right. a tough woman. But funny, you were saying like when your parents enter your 70s and 80s, you should be there taking care of them. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, when my mom's entering her 80s, I'll be approaching my 70s. Bingo. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you'll be. I always tell her, I'm like, you didn't do the math be, on that. You'll be pushing me around. Yeah. It's like I'm trying to push you I'm around. Like, Get ready. I'm going to be asking you, like, hey, can I borrow one of your high blood pressure pills? <laughs> do you have one of those water pills? I'm swollen. Uh, fucking hey, man. It's Getting coming. We'll sucks. both be old together. Getting old fucking sucks. Me and Mary yeah. Lou. Yeah. Hey, was, the worst part about it that with this dude, like I said, he came to my Thanksgiving and he was in not great shape, but decent shape. He was cracking jokes. He was this and that. He was lively. I, I put my arms around him. I felt a little musculature. Motherfucker just died within like a week. Dude, how old was it? It happened so fast. 86. It's, uh, it ha- he had, he suddenly had pneumonia and it's like, and you know, it's a wrap at it, that point. It's, 
it's so sad how fast the decline is. And I remember yeah. that's what it was with my father-in-law. Like we'd be there and I remember just like looking at staff, looking at my mother and I'm like, this is like, it's going downhill fast. Yeah. And I remember my mom told me, she goes, you know, just watch out for this, watch out for that. She goes, when he stops eating, you know, get ready. Yeah. And then literally like a week before he passed, I remember like Pat saying like, yeah, he just doesn't want to eat. And I was oh like, oh God. no. Yeah. So, and then you get that phone call and it's just, oh, it really hits yeah. you right in the heart. But first holiday without him, we made sure we talked about him. We made sure we kept his memory alive, which we will always do. Um, you know, we poured, uh, you know, my wife after dinner made him a coffee. Put oh, it right sweet. next to the soup. You know, just, Very sweet. It, it's keep it's in, little. Keep in your hearts. You know, and like we let the kids be involved with it too. Like, yeah, we're making poppy coffee. Like let them know. We always say like, you know, they're always here. But it's like, no, like they're there. Commemorate them. Right. Remember them. Uh, you know, life in the physical form is just one part of our story. I hope so, man. I hope so. <laughs> you know, I really, and, and, you it know, would really suck if this is it. I, I don't think so. And this is why, you know, this is why no matter what happens with this podcast, if it never does anything, at least I know that if anything ever happens to me or when the day comes that I do eventually die, there's over a hundred hours of my thoughts really is, and yeah. conversations and, and stories. we get deep we're yeah. not we're not just scratching the surface yeah. and it's like we get deep you know if my son is like a grown man and hits a point where maybe he's stuck on something in life right it's like dude like you can get advice from your dad at the same age you are now right it's like you're gonna get it in real time and you could help that. And like your grandkids or my grandkids, you know, if I'm like 80 and, you know, they're like 15 or great grandkids be like, this was your grandpa. Yeah. Like yeah. he was a wild man. <laughs> like he, you know, he really liked Nas. <laughs> it's like, who's the other guy? He's like, grandpa's, Grandpa grandpa's best friend was a 58 year old Jew. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it, it, it's. I, I think that that's you know your Grandpa's body's best friend was a fifty-eight-year-old Jew. It's like, aren't we Jewish? Actually, it's because of Roy that we found out <laughs> yeah, we are. Man. Now put Speaking on your yarmulke, Yitzhak. We got to go to temple. Uh, check this out. I'm. I love this guy, David Blaine. Amazing the magician. Uh, magician. Yeah. You know he's half Jewish, half Puerto Rican. I knew he was half Jewish. I didn't know he was half Puerto Rican. Yeah, his mom's a Jew, and his mom and his uh, dad was a, uh, a Vietnam vet, Puerto Rican dude. Wow. Yeah. So he's having like, like Christmas. He's having matzo ball soup. I think he is, man. And like pernil. Yeah, that's a fantastic <laughs> fucking combo. Absolutely. Oh my god. I read that. I'm like, wow. the breakfast sandwiches in that house must be fantastic. Oh, they must be through the roof. Fantastic. Our cultures know how to eat. Yes. Bingo. Yes. And there it is. That's so, fantastic. Let me get to the uh, the next holiday, New Year's Eve. How'd you do? New Year's Eve, we keep it light, baby. Yeah. So I gotta go. I gotta go into New Year's Eve Eve. Okay. So okay. this would be the thirtieth. The thirtieth. Okay. This was my second wedding on that date. Wow. The first one was my friend Bobby and Lauren. They just celebrated their three year anniversary. I wore the same tux that I wore <laughs> to you? Bobby's this night. Steph wore the same dress. Did you? And you know what I told her? I was like, babe. You look better now than you did three years ago. Ah, that's beautiful. If anything, the dress was a little bit too big now. Oh, was it? Yeah. But, you know, three years later. That's amazing for a woman dress, to bang out she, two kids. She works, and man. And still. She works. 
you know, she watches her diet. She does all this. She told me that she goes, my goal is to now hit the gym this year. She goes, I want to see what I can do. I'm like, go for it. I can't wait to see it and do dirty things to it. Let's have some fun. and, you know, I look, you know, the tux, I switched up the tie just to keep it, you know, a little bit uh, less dressy. But the last time I wore it, I had, you know, clean shaved face and the hard Did part. You? Now I had the oh, long, wow. yeah, now I had the long hair and the beard. So you didn't go pink this time? No, nah, I went uh, crushed velvet blue with black oh, silk lapels. Uh, tuxedo sick. shirt, tuxedo pant. Did uh, your buddy made this uh, tux? No, this I actually bought three years ago from, from okay. I bits and pieces from different places. I got the jacket from Express. I got the pants from fucking, I don't even know where. Good deal. But, you know, I just, I had it in my head. I made it happen. Did you wear the right shoes? I wore uh, blue suede shoes. Okay. With no-show socks. Dude, you're killing it at that point. I try. Yeah. I try. (laughs) I like to get dressed up. So was it a band or a DJ? Band. Uh, You gotta love bands. it was my boy Joe Cafone got married to his is now wife Lindsay. Okay. What a fantastic wedding. Wow. The food, food was great. That's what I want to hear the about. The food next. was great. All right. The cocktail hour. First of all, we were there for the ceremony. I was like, I was starving because he said, Don't eat, come hungry. Right. So now we're there for the ceremony. I'm like, oh my God, I gotta sit here for this thing. <laughs> the guy that did the ceremony, uh, I think he was a family member ordained. Fifteen minutes. I was right. like, booyah which extended the cocktail hour that's the way to do so it cocktail hour was like you know an hour and 20 hour 30 they had a um a, a brazilian barbecue station oh, so you can like go a and get cutery kind yeah, of thing. Wow. you can get the chicken get or the steak or this then they had the pasta station they had a mediterranean station oh, that's beautiful they had uh like an asian infused station yeah. then they had like you know the the raw bar wow so I hit everything up. That's Got my beautiful. money's worth. <laughs> Started the night. I should have known. Started the night with uh, Woodford on the rocks. Love it. Yeah. End of the night. I remember I told stuff. I was like, I'm maybe only going to drink one more of these, and then I'm going to slow down. She's like, that's smart, because we got to drive home. We're all the way in Little Silver. I'm like, yeah, we're going to be responsible. <laughs> Here's the problem. I'm at a table. With Dave Gonzalez. Oh, so this is a BJJ. Thing. It's a BJJ. Okay, I didn't know. Okay. All right. So at my table is, you know, and their significant others, Dave. Okay. Jay. Carlos. Oh, right my, there. I mean, Jesus boy, Christ. Oh, I'm my, surprised they didn't bring the roof down. My boy, Rossi. Okay. And Tom. And Rossi is the voice of reason, apparently. <laughs> yeah. that That's not saying much. <laughs> and Sean. My boy, Sean, is at okay. that table. Uh not saying much when Rossi and Sean are the voice of reason. Right. So I I have three Woodford on the Rocks during <laughs> cocktail hour. Now I sit down with Tom during the cocktail hour. I'm like, what are you drinking? He's like, this is just water. I'm like, why? Right. He's like, bro, I can't get crazy, bro. I'm not <laughs> I can't do that anymore, bro. I turn 40. I'm like, he's like, I can't get crazy. I'm like, I respect that. He goes, what? Not what much. He's like, I what could. does that mean? I was like, no, I get it. You're, it's a wedding. You're going to drink water. You're going to be smart. He goes, <laughs> fucking challenging me? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, in your head, yes. But in reality, no. Fast forward, we're trashed. We're all obliterated. <laughs> Including Tom? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Nice. Oh, yeah. 
At one point, he goes, I just love how he considers it a challenge. Dude, it's funny because like. Like, everyone's, like, you know, scared to talk to Tom. Like, I talk reckless to Tom. Right. You know, I deal with the repercussions later. Right. But I'm going to, like, I'm not, he's not, I'm not going to not say a joke because right. it's Tom. Of course. So, at one point, we're, like, sitting there. It's, like, we're halfway through the night. We are, we're in. Okay. You know, like, at one point, Tom's got half his shirt tucked in and half untucked. <laughs> nice. I was, like, I just want you to know. I tell everyone, someone looks like that. That man's a fucking problem. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, wait, dudes, with half the shirt tucked in and half tucked out, they're making bad decisions. So he's like, bro, I've been drinking all night. You know, it's a great thing. Nobody even knows I'm drunk. I'm like, sure. I'm like, just like when the toddler says he's not cold, but his right. lips are blue. I'm like, Tom, we know. We know exactly. you're drunk. I'm like, you're not. Well, he's not a sloppy drunk, so that's good. He's not. He actually keeps his shit together really well. Yeah. Um, he's not sloppy. He doesn't slur his words. Right. Um, you know, he giggles a lot more at my jokes. Okay. When he has them. <laughs> I also become extra funny when I have a few drinks. <laughs> As it should be. But, but no, and then, you know, Dave's drinking. We just had such a fantastic time at this. Out wedding. of those guys. Yeah. And I don't mean to overstep the question, but is there someone that changes personality? When they drink? You don't have to say a name, but is there somebody that, that changes no. Okay, good. All right. No. Because I know a couple of those dudes. No. There's no one where you're like, oh, shit, stop drinking. You just, I'm talking about guys that, let's say, get angry. No, 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 okay. no. That's what I'm saying. Like, No, like everyone just becomes a more magnified version of right. themselves. Okay, got it. Without it becoming too much. Okay. Like instead of one joke, I'm saying five. I know you know people, though, that fucking change. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know one really well. Yeah. Real well. Mm-hmm. Very close to me, too. <laughs> Not my wife. All right. Um, horrible drunk, horrible. She gets angry, or she just like complains, or? just very like, <laughs> very caring. Yeah, I got it. I got and, it. And like doesn't realize that you know she's coming off as a yeah, noxious. big hole. Yeah, it's like you're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go to bed, lady. It's like you know you should have stopped at two glasses of wine. Yeah, I know. So, you know you don't have. To, it's like all ages too. You know, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. You know who does change? Who's that? Carlos. Does he really? Oh my god! But not Carlos how you looks think. like he really like contains himself. Oh, when Carlos drinks, <laughs> like you think he's going to become this like crazy monster, he becomes so mellow. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, he becomes the calmest person in the world. Wow, <laughs> calmest person in the world. I remember the first time like I got pretty like trash for Carlos. He's like, "I'm coming unhinged, Poppy." I was like. <laughs> That sounds awful. <laughs> and dangerous. I'm not going to be there. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then he came unhinged, and I was like, you need to be unhinged more often, Poppy. I was like, you You're are. a good dude to hang with. He's like, Poppy, it ain't worth the trouble. <laughs> it ain't worth the fight. Well, who am I going to argue with? Let him go. He'll be like, that motherfucker don't know what I can do to him. Did you see those lifting pictures of his? He's a gorilla. He's a fucking huge. Dude, they're all animals. He's strong. I'm the smallest woman at that table. <laughs> right. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I got a fucking... <laughs> I started eating some acai. What's going on around here? But they're all jacked as shit. Dave is so big. But what I'm getting at is we're all there. Yeah. We're all drinking. We're all, we all genuinely love each other. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My wife loves it because she realizes I'm not, I'm not unique. Like I'm like, you know, I'm a little bit more different than a room of people that are already very different. Hmm. You know, like I'm making all these sexual jokes to Rossi and then one of, uh, so one of the party favors, I loved it. It was like this little, like almost like a little like a circle that you could put on your glass and it had your name on it. And it was gold and it, your name was etched on it. It was wow. so nice. 
So as soon as we sit down, Dave like grabs his and like puts it on my lapel. He goes, oh, I guess you're coming home with me today. I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, no, the drink. You can put it in special places. And the gay and humor like, comes out. Yeah. So then he looks at his girl. He's like, I'm sorry, babe. I look at Steph. I was like, I'm not sorry. <laughs> hey, I'm not. I was like, I'm not sorry. I was like, we're inappropriate. I was like, you know how much time? Like Dave and I have spent faces in each other's crotch. Yeah. That's the worst that can happen. <laughs> I know what it fucking smells. I was like, like, Dave taught me how to do the mounted triangle. Hello. Can't get more personal than that. Big time. Yeah. Dick in face. I don't give him enough credit for that, but I basically just, you know, he taught me how to do it his way and I made a few adjustments. All right. <laughs> so people are like, I love the way you teach the mounted triangle. I'm like, oh yeah, all me. And Dave Gonzalez. <laughs> Like, bro, you're half He's a talented good. motherfucker. He's good, man. Tattoo artist and BJJ Black. He just gave me a sick tattoo. I got a plague doctor oh. on my thigh. He killed it. Okay. Crushed it. Love it. You'll have to show me later. Good for him. Just don't um, give me the, uh, don't do it as part of a triangle. No, 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 no. But no, so so the Brian and the Groom were fantastic. The band, I believe the band's name is The Cliffs. You can find them on Instagram. They were killed it. Incre- they might be the best wedding band I've I've seen horn section or uh, just keyboard and uh, guitar. Oh, they had everything: keyboard, guitar, horn, drum, multiple singers, sing, multiple singers. Wow, that's they like were, seven, eight grand right there. I'm not doing math. <laughs> Do the <laughs> wedding <laughs> math. <laughs> they were fantastic. Right. The bride and groom looked incredible. It was just a fun night that uh, ended with us getting home at around two o'clock in the morning. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. And then we stopped at McDonald's because, you know. So, all right, were there like two or three songs that everybody got up to dance to? So, like, are we talking like play that funky music? I, here's the thing: I don't, or some, I don't or pay attention brick to that. house or anything like that. I don't pay attention to that because I'm always on the dance floor. I gotcha. So I'm never like, oh, everybody go out for this song. I'm already out there. <laughs> I'm out there dancing with my wife. Right. You know, and she really got along with you know with uh, Rossi's wife, which is great. Uh, because they're both married to maniacs and you know his wife is a kindergarten teacher and, oh you know, wow so they were like oh we hundred spirits kindred spirits are yeah all right so it was just it's always funny when like you know the wives and the girlfriends meet yeah because like yeah, yeah. they realize like so so they're all like this and it's like oh yeah they're fucking maniacs and they're gonna get very homoerotic in about 10 minutes <laughs> Like there's gonna be a lot. What of is it about? I I, I have the same thing with my like my best buds. We get fucking gay for some super reason. Super gay. Super gay. <laughs> it's like everything's a homo joke. I feel like it's even worse with jujitsu guys because it's like if we can't joke about this, like oh, how yeah. can we train with some of the positions we're in? Absolutely. You know, like how can we? <laughs> it it gets fucking intimate. No toys. That, that's you know that is the word. Well, even like think about it, like when you take someone's back and it's like you know go ear to ear so they can't escape. You're literally cuddling with someone. Yeah, and they're panting. And they can't move. Yeah, and like you're you're squeezing on them tight so they can't. Kind of, they're like, Ugh. And, you're like Ugh. and it's so a- tempting to speak to them as you're doing it. I do. <laughs> I do. How's it going? I do weird shit sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you want to know what the uh, topic is? Oh yeah. All right. Ordered. I really recommend people listen to the last podcast. It just got posted. Wherein you listen to my 60-year-old opinion on what rap music is. Wait, you didn't tell us about your New Year's. Okay, here's my New Year's. I hung with a very, very dear friend of mine who unfortunately is moving away. I love this guy. That sucks. And Yeah, he's the guy that came to all my uh, fight nights. 
Which guy? The guy that you said has intelligent comments. That guy. Yeah. yeah. He's moving to Virginia. Because I've met some of your other friends who Seriously? open their mouth and I'm like, just stop <laughs> just shut up. I know. Please stop. <laughs> I try not to invite This guy was people. great. This yeah. guy I thoroughly enjoyed. He's, he's, he's my National Geographic buddy. He's been all over the world. He's been to like 130 countries. Just fucking cool, dude. And he's moving away, you motherfucker. Where's he moving to? Virginia. Some, it's not terrible. No, 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 dude. He's moving. There's Virginia. There's like uh, uh, Alexandria, Georgetown, Richmond, Norfolk. He's moving the opposite direction. He's going in the middle of fucking nowhere. Oh, he's like moving like. Like he's going like north of inland. Roanoke kind he's of shit. Like yeah. Oh. And I'm like, this is seven, eight hours away. That's not terrible. Right? I, listen, I know. I'll, I'll come down there and visit, but it's just like. My best friend lives in like Washington. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Oregon. Um, He's in Oregon. Yeah, same thing. Same fucking thing. That's like a good five fucking hour it's flight. An eight hour Six, flight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I get it. In other words, you're showing me up saying yeah. I have commitment yeah. to my friends that you yeah. don't have. I get it. You I, can you can you can put a face mask on the pookster and right. drive through the night and you'll be straight. <laughs> I gotta get a finger up my ass to make sure I'm not sneaking All in right, drugs but wait, with right. my boy. Uh, so I but say, anyway, it sucks. It sucks. It, it, I really hate losing a close dear, dear friend and uh you know, anyway, so uh, that that that's been a burn. So we hung out with him. We brought in the Chinese food, and I'd love to have you and Steph come over, you know, and have like a nice dinner party in the same way. I'm down. But Chinese food, yeah, Fuck. it's on me, baby. We'll just we only do Chinese food like twice a year. Love it. All right, I'll set something up, and you know, we'll play bingo afterwards. Bingo. I'm just. What do you want to do? Play Trivia Pursuit. You want to just <laughs> talk? Right. You want to get drunk and talk? Yeah, that's what I like. That's to what get we do. Down. <laughs> okay. We'll bring like one of the new games that's out. There. Who who do you who do you think would be a really like good third? Uh, and I, I don't want you to insult anybody in the school, but do you, would you have in mind somebody that's like is really cool? Because you brought up the idea of couples getting along with couples. Yeah. Like that's so, so they're so hard to find. Well, I think it's always great when it's like like jujitsu couples too. Yeah, exactly. Because like sometimes the wives and girlfriends need someone else yeah. who understands, like you know, like. Like your husband leaves you two to three nights a week to, <laughs> right, go, to go roll around with men. Right. <laughs> like something like they're not going to the gym to lift weights. They're not going to the bar. Like, it's but a, somehow like they come home happier. Right. You know, I remember Steph told me one time, she goes, you know, I would tell these women like, well, what kind of man do you want? Yeah. Do you want a man that's home and happy and going out and working out and can protect you? Or do you want a bitch about him train jiu-jitsu and have the husband who comes home sits on the fucking couch and drinks four Coors Lights? Oh, dude. And I was like, damn, baby, say that on the podcast. She said it right on the money. Yeah. That's exactly right. it. It's like, that's the way you you, you keep a man. Um, I love Justin's wife. She's great. I remember, I, I haven't had a good conversation with her, but uh, they seem like a great couple. Great couple. Um, Trying to think other couples. The Dina Coles are good. Oh, they're Cordellas. Right. Alan I and love Nancy. Nancy. Nancy's love fantastic. Nancy. Okay. And, it, and you know, for especially for like what she's been through, um I'll she's amazing. Secret, she's had like multiple back she surgeries. She just had another surgery. Patients, just had another one. This woman doesn't bitch right. about anything. anything. Yeah. She's trying to serve you. Right. And you're like, 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 relax. Like I can do it. She's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. She's fun full of life she's just it's such an incredible human being yeah and then you meet alan and you're like wow god bless totally her she's it. with you you maniac 
Alan's like, you know, 40-something years old, former collegiate lacrosse player. And it's like, sometimes I still think he's living in a lacrosse house. Yeah, he it's looks like, like he could totally get away oh, with yeah. that whole he thing. He walks in, he's like, what's he's up, He's Matthew prof? McConaughey, in yeah. sen- essentially. Like, what's up, prof? I'm like, I love you. <laughs> I'm like, you're one of my favorite people in the world. You know, when you think about it, a lot of the guys that are married have really good marriages in the, in the, in the school. Well, I think it says a lot when you see guys who are married and like Frank is a great marriage. Well, we'll think Spalding about is a great marriage. If Will Harz has a good marriage. If you're training jujitsu mm-hmm. and you make it to the ranks of like purple, brown, mm-hmm. black, and you're married, there's a very good chance your significant other is a very understanding person. That's a great point. A really good point. Because then you see the opposite. You see the marriages that don't work. And mm. it's the guys are like, yeah, you know, I want to get back to training. It's like, of course you want to come back back right training. or it's the guys that you were talking about the ones that's sitting on the couch yeah. and getting fat and old and uh, this and that well because you know and, and it's not just girlfriends guys do it too when they start dating girls who train it becomes like where are you going oh, i'm training tonight it's like oh do you have to just one night just one night there and is a guy out there that does that you think i 100 percent. i would get so turned off to a douchebag like that holy shit if i was a girl yeah oh like a guy that does it to a girl yeah, like that guy that says, hey, baby, come on. I think guys would of... use a different method. I mean, f- to me, BJJ girls are the sexiest things on the planet. They are. I mean, you got to love a girl that can defend herself and be strong and this and that. No? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to answer that. Okay. I'm going to stay away from that one. Or are they a little nuts in the head? Stay away from that one. <laughs> As an ADCC referee and wow. a school owner, I'm not commenting. <laughs> Holy on shit, did I step on the something mind, there? The mindset or the attractiveness of girls to train BJJ. Oh, I wow. will say I admire this, the shit out of them. I will say this. Any woman that takes care of their body and is passionate about something that benefits them mentally and physically, to me, that's a very sexy trait. Absolutely. And I don't mean that in a sexual way. Right. Now I'm with you on that. I mean that in a mental, in a mentally stimulating, eyed <laughs> type of way. I'll say wow. that. Before they fucking cancel my ass. Jiu-jitsu instructor says women are sexy. Great. They love now, that. They love no, that. I don't know, man. All right. So here's the, uh, here's the thing. So we were talking about rap music and I, and I kind of gave it out with my thoughts on the whole thing. But here was the thing. You were saying you were getting a little pissed off, which to me was kind of cool. Because it's like you're passionate about it, and I'm passionate about it, and it's like I highly recommend people listen to that podcast. Thought well, it was fantastic. I've listened to it three times now. I, I haven't it heard it yet. I wasn't getting pissed off, but it's just like it was. It was one of the few times. Or it might have been the first time on this podcast where like you and I legit did not see eye to eye. Right. But I think it was good for people to hear the conversation and where I understood where you were coming from. See, that's the thing. I didn't. Uh, that was the point I was saying. I don't know if I explain myself well and i'm not going to go over it again but it's just like i wanted to talk about how to communicate really well you know and and just to preface that whole thing by saying i appreciate this opportunity i mean who the fuck cares what a guy my age you know thinks about well uh, music we even talked about it after we wrapped up Mm -hmm. because we kept talking about i was like bro i can't and i was like i was like roy did you listen to his songs in order yeah you're like what do you mean i was like I was like, if you listen to the beginning and then listen to some of the songs like One Mic and I, you know, right. I can't. I was like, that's later in his career. He started changing. You're like, 
So he did mature. I was like, yeah, how did you listen to it? You're like, I don't know. I looked up top 15. I was like, <laughs> that's what I did. I was man. like, no, Roy, it, it, you've got to listen to him. Especially with someone well, like Well, I'm glad Nas. to hear that, you know? Well, especially with like someone like Nas and like even Jay-Z. Like, as their lives changed, so did their stories. Yeah. But and, you know. here, my thought on it walking away was I didn't really communicate the fact that I did appreciate that because I'll tell you this, it has nothing to do with just rap. It has to do with any kind of musician that doesn't grow in their message. I completely like there are guys like I brought up Springsteen. I said, "Here's a guy who's fucking complaining about you know you know blue collar circumstances." He did. He did bring then he up gets old and he's fucking rich, and he's still talking about it. Shut up. So, oh, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Go ahead. I am. I'm a huge Eminem fan. Okay. Eminem was my favorite MC. Right. Because when I was 16, 17, I could relate. Problem was when I turned 25 and he's still rapping about the same stuff. <laughs> okay, there you I'm go. I'm like, dude, like, get a therapist and call it a day. Right. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're still bitching about your mom? That's one of the things that turns me off about Howard Stern. Like, I listened to him for years. Funny fucking dude complaining about his parents, complaining about his neuroses, that sort of thing. He's still doing it. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, come on. Here's a guy who made a living off being a rebel yeah. and saying, fuck you, you can't tell me what to say mm-hmm. and not to say, to suddenly like, everybody stay inside your house. He didn't yeah. leave his house for like two years. He's a fucking tool now. It's like, what? I what changed? To say it. You know what happened? Money. Money. I he guess wants or his true colors came out. Well, money will do that to you. <laughs> will they? <laughs> yeah. Like, if you're a douchebag, give give someone a million dollars and we'll see how, how much they change. Really? Oh, Yeah. I think I need a little more than a million. Let me tell you something. I, I bet you you could do it with less. Wow. I saw a documentary one time. It, wait, is it that the money gives you the peace of mind that you don't have to take crap from anybody and you could tell them how you really feel about things? Is that essentially what you're getting at? Money does something to people. Okay. All right. I'll give you a perfect example. I saw a documentary. I forget the documentary's name, but you know they were the directors of this documentary were on Oprah mm-hmm. to show you that it was a legitimate thing. I'm a huge these, Oprah fan. These, these two, <laughs> yeah. These two gentlemen were, you know, looking for a homeless person, and they found a guy who had a great story, you know, and he was this genuine person, and you know, he just had a way about him that you you feel like, man, maybe this person just needs another shot. Okay. So in the documentary, what they do is they're following this person, letting them believe that they're filming a documentary on you know the lives of a homeless people or homeless right. people. So while he's dumpster diving one day, there's a briefcase and he opens it up, and there's a hundred thousand dollars in it. Wow, nice! And they tell him that's yours, that is your money. He's like, oh my god! So at first he starts crying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, there was this kid that used to help him out at the recycling center. You know, he buys him like a used car. It's like five, six grand. Right. You're like, oh shit, he's going to do good things with it. And then the tide turns. They got him a financial advisor, a okay. financial consultant. He's up in arms. He's like, these people don't give a damn about me. They don't care. They just want my money. They just want my money. Right. So he's like, I don't want any of them. Get rid of them. Dude, when I tell you, they followed him for a whole year. By the end of the year, he, he busted was, through his money. He was down to like a couple grand. Yeah. Well, he bought like a forty thousand dollar truck. He was going to the bar every night, picking up chicks, oh, there you spending go. money at the bar. And I'm like, oh, that's why he's probably he's poor. Yeah, that's you know? the old story where they say, no, even if you redistributed the money, 
in the United States, everybody got the same amount. There's going to be winners and losers sooner, you know, within you the gave, next five to ten years. If you gave all the rich people's money to the poor within six months, the rich will be rich again. Rich again. Exactly. No, I agree, man. It's just the way it is. Now, I was just wondering, as far as money, does it change you? Um, gives you a lot more peace. I'll say that. Could also bring you a lot more stress. I guess so. If you have like an entourage, you feel like you owe like your family and this and like a lot of athletes it. talk about like their posses have a lot of like family members and shit like that well that's typically where it comes from you gotta right? learn to say no it's it's a lot of things well that's a hard thing for people yeah no i agree yeah the power of no you know because then you get guilted yeah and again like i've i have never had anyone guilt me for any money have you ever loaned anybody money no yeah i've loaned about five people money Three of the five <laughs> absconded. One of the five paid me back, and the other one gave me a couple of bucks, and that was it. And I don't think I'm going to do it anymore. No. Um, it really, it really like hits you in the chest when somebody just like like doesn't like you because you gave them money. You know? Oh, like like you're the bad guy all of yeah, a sudden. Yeah, like yeah, how yeah. dare you? Yeah. Like I, had <laughs> two of these guys are that way. They don't like. They never answer my calls. They never like deal with me. It's weird. That's wild. I know. That's wild. And this is a guy that came, one guy came up to me and he said, right, I'm getting divorced. I just need 1500 bucks. I said, no problem. Here you go, buddy. And this is a neighbor of mine. Never fucking gave me a dime. Came over to my house even, just kind of like hung out a little bit. And, and like, I don't know how to like bring it up. Like, dude, could you throw a couple of something? Just show me that you care. And that's, you know, you learn that lesson. I don't know, man. Money gets tricky. Would you ever loan somebody money? Oh, yeah. If I could. But you would give it as a gift? I would give it without the expectation of getting it back. Okay. That's smart. If I got it back, I'd be like, cool. Yeah. Like, I would never, like, if I'm like in, like, if I'm tight, I wouldn't be like, all right, I'll give you this, but you got, no, 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 no. I, I would do it with the expectation of it's not coming back. I'll give you the guy that I really, really dislike now that he did that. Okay. I gave him, I think it was a thousand bucks and, uh, he was, or he was like not my side politically. Okay. Everyone knows what my, my politics are, but he's not, he's the opposite. Super liberal. Yeah. And he, he like really, really like holds it against me for some odd reason for being the way I am politically. And it almost is using it as an excuse not to give me the money back. That has one has nothing to do with the other, but that's what's bugging me about this. I'm like, dude, who the fuck? I've known you since high school. Come on, man. That's like me being upset that Benny didn't brush his teeth and refusing <sighs> to give him dinner. Yeah. It's like one has nothing to do with the other. I know, but it's like, I, like I'm just not, I, that's what's turning me off the most about this dude. Yeah, it's well. Well, you know what? It's funny, like with, like, like with the situation with like the school, um, you know, people will oftentimes be like, hey, you got to be doing good, man. I see the Instagram. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You got to yeah. be doing well. And I'm like, you have no idea. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I'm like, like, that's not the way a business works. You know, number one, you know, we have rent mm -hmm. and we're in Montgomery. Well, it's not cheap. Nope. Insurance, uh, you know, uh, loans for opening the school. It all starts to add up. Then you got, you have the extra, you need soap. Well, soap's not cheap. You need geese. Geese ain't cheap. Right. You know, you know, just last month, you know, we got hit with, you know, uh, 
you know, we do like the cams and everything mm-hmm. here. Yep. You know, sometimes the estimate's higher. Sometimes it's short. Right. Well, I owed. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to give you the one that you're missing like, too. Oh, I'm going to give you the one that you're missing. You did amazing building the business and then you got fucking kneecapped by COVID. We were just talking about this. Yeah. I was just talking about that. I was like, you know, with the COVID situation, they don't put, they don't take that into their calculus. You, you got to. And this is what I tried telling people. I'm like, and I was telling you, I was like, so 2020, that year's a wash. Right. Doesn't count. If you made it through, great. Right. We were in a school that already had five to 10 years open. We had only been open three years. Excuse me, two and a half. Right. Technically, we officially opened December 18, 2017. So let's just call it 2018. Right. 27 months later, yep. we shut down. Mm-hmm. So we weren't at a very high number of students. We were at a good enough number where I could it was afford, growing beautifully. I could afford this new rent. I could afford the way we negotiated the contract where every other month I didn't owe rent. So I could grow, pay like everything was structured for that first year to get back in black. Right. And then it became survival. Yeah. So I, once we did open up, it was like, how fast can we get back to where we were? before we shut down right and that took a while didn't happen overnight we were comfortable with the fact that the bills were getting paid but you know sometimes you had to finagle things every couple months the struggle is real you know then you know the price of you know inflation goes up so now the geese that used to cost twelve dollars are forty two dollars everything starts to add up so 2020 was a wash 2021 felt like you know, a recovery. Yeah. And 2022 was like catching up. So this year now, so I was like, this is like a year where I really feel we can see the growth mm-hmm. and get back to, okay, we're, we're, I don't want to say we're past COVID, but it's now in the rearview mirror. Right, right. Now we're at a point where it's like, this is where the school should have roughly been about you know six months to eight months ago so we're in a good place but we just got here right now we can start catching up on everything but the average person that that they don't take that into their calculus when they talk to you they just see that this that the lights are still on as they drive by yeah you know oh he must be doing okay well dude i'll tell you right now the biggest thing was uh so I'll, i'll share it here my first year um, we negotiated rent abatement for mm-hmm. half the year. So for the first year, I only had to pay rent every other month. And I was like, this is fantastic because I can I can cover the rent and now I have a month where I could take the money and pay this, pay that. Right. This is, I was like, this is going to be great. I lost that. And it became where now I needed that month with no rent so that I can cover next month's rent. Right, yeah. And the bills because our billing went down very low. And then the come up, you know, was helping. But, you know, if it wasn't for that rent abatement, we would have been in trouble. Right. Real big. There's no way I would have been able to afford the rent every single month. It just just wasn't happening. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It got to the point where I wasn't sure I was going to be able to afford the rent every other month. Right. So, you know, the recovery was... It was tough. You know, some people, you know, blew up right away. And, you know, uh, from the outside looking in, it looks like we blew up. And listen, we're doing well. But, you know, 
where we were when it happened to where we are now, it's like we should have been at this point a year ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably even sooner have, than that. Probably sooner. You know, but you have to catch up. Yeah, it was just it's a lot. But now this year, I can honestly say 2023. Um, you know, we just renegotiated the lease. We added three years to the lease, so we have a home here, which I was. You know, it just felt nice and it felt right to do. Right. You know, I'm like, I think this is this is our home. Beauty. Let's let's be here. Yeah. Let's lock down this That's contract. And now, you know, it's stability. This is our home. And we could lock in the the rates for the rent and everything just went really well. And I really feel like and it and it just started this month. I really feel like we made it through that portion and now we're at a point where we can move forward. Right. The way we should have you know, April of 2020. Yeah. So that's beautiful. It's good. It so was when you, a, a so one way you, to get here, but getting back to the uh, main point on there was like, so when you talk to these people that just don't know what's behind the curtain, no, they know. don't. But, uh, you know, the people very close to me understand it. Uh, other school owners understand it. Oh yeah. <laughs> big time. You know, people, I remember talking to professor Bongiorno and he's like, you know, people don't factor in little things. They see all these students, but, you know, they don't see, like, discounts and, you know, who didn't pay or right, who right, only right. pays. Like, they don't see all that. You know, they don't see the things that go into it. He's like, I would probably need about 100 more students for people for me to actually have as much money as people think I have. Right, right, I was right. like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So tying it into communication, then, do you ever feel like it's not worth laying it on the line with people as far as like, this is what's really happening. Or, or there's some people you just say, you know what? Yeah, I'm doing okay. No, I, I don't, I don't bore people with the facts. Okay. Um, I'll talk to my coaches about it, but only because I want them to see, like, if you ever want to open up a school, this is the reality. Right. right, right. No, this is the reality of it. You know, you're going to have to pay this bill. You're going to have to pay for this. You're going to have to pay for that. And it's not cheap. It adds up. The second part of that whole thing is like, how do you want to present your demeanor to people? Are you always going to be this sort of pessimistic, realistic kind of guy? Or are you going to be an optimist? Like I like dealing with people that are optimists, even if they're somewhat full of shit. I think you can be a realist without coming off as a pessimist. Mm -hmm. You know, you can, you can be an optimistic realist. Okay. You know, I, I want to say with some of the situations that were going on with the school, especially during COVID, I was a realist, but I was also very optimistic. I was a realist in the sense that I thought that I could have a full-time job, have a family and run a business and the business would be successful. Right. You know, I was like, realistically on paper, I can pull this off. But that was a very optimistic thought because most people around me were telling me that I was out of my goddamn mind. (laughs) Literally, everyone was like, you're going, I had people tell me you're going to destroy your marriage. You're going to ruin your marriage. Wow. I'm like, I don't think so. You don't know my wife. They're like, You're, it's going to blow up in your face. Now that's because you were too honest with her? Uh, I I think because they did the math with the time. Okay. All right. Because remember, Benny was only like 16 months old. Right. So I had, yeah. a, you know, I had a toddler at home. Yeah. And now I'm like, here you go, take the baby. No, but what I'm getting at as far as the communication, like some people just like really just open the kimono and just say, this is what's really going on. And other people are a little bit more stoic. You know, like I remember when my business was sucking wind, you know, in the early 2000s, I, I, I never told my wife like the real extent of what was going on. I cried to my accountant, but. Yeah. No, I keep it honest with Steph. I do. Yeah. Um, you know, 
I don't give her all the details every now and then just because it's like, for what? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, it's, yeah, like, yeah. it's like, why? Yeah. You know, but I'm all, I also have a luxury where, you know, we're not living off She's the also mature, though. She can she handle also, it. A lot of women wouldn't. She also runs a business. Right, yeah. So she gets it. Do you think people are immature as far as like hearing that kind of information? Like uh, they lose faith in their leader, quote unquote, or something like that? So I kind of faced that when I like had- I always thought about a president saying, look, here's the fucking real deal, guys. Okay. We're $31 trillion in debt. We're spending da 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 We got to cut this spending already. And well, they don't want to do that. I think as a leader, you have to do that. Um, but- you know, you know, just when I had to make the announcement to the students, like, hey, guys, like, the reality is we can't afford rent. Yeah, I remember that conversation. You know, I reached out to Tom. I was like, what do I do? He's like, you got to tell your students. Because people are like, hey, professor, when, you know, uh, just, you know, cancel my account. And when COVID's over, I'll be back. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay. For the first five, I was like, sure. Then 10. Then 30. Yeah. Then 50. Next thing you know, I lost half my students. Because, again... And we went, we were, you know, reminiscing today. We've been open five years. We right. just had our five year anniversary on the 18th. Yep. December, so, 2017. So those first two years, you know, we were doing okay, but really like anybody that was here between eight to 12 months, that's not a long investment that you have with nope. something. And that second year we really grew quick. So uh, the month before we shut down for COVID, that March, it was March 15th. Right. We had already enrolled 10 students for that month. And I had eight intros scheduled for that next week. I'll never forget it because I remember talking to Steph about it that morning. I'm like, Steph, we got 10 new students. I got eight intros lined up for next week. Right. She's like, oh my God. I was like, we might sign up 20, 25 students this month. So now those 10 students were the first ones to quit. Yeah. And then, okay, the month before we had 10. The month before that was 12. So there's it's a tumble. There's 32 students gone because they're like, I've right. only been there two, three months. So the people that were here from the beginning, they all stuck around. Right. You know, they all stuck around, but those newer students quit. Yeah. And can you blame them? Yeah. I they didn't know. It was yeah. a brand new bill. They didn't know what was going so. on with COVID and they'd only been here a couple of months. Like, hey, just I mean, cancel that when we but come that, back. But that gets back to not viewing BJJ as a, you know, a, a Planet Fitness but membership. But in six months, you don't know the difference yet. Yeah. You know, some people did. Some people didn't. Also, people thought it was only going to be 15 days. Right. It turned into two years. <laughs> right. So it spiraled. There are still people that never came back. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, there were some casualties that we lost some people that took the time off and just never... We are starting to get some people back. Right. All right. Some of the uh, the older gentlemen, you know, saw that the school had a, a, a wave of youth and it might have intimidated them. Yeah. But they're making their way back. Good. Have you seen our 6.30 a.m. class? Yeah. That, that's, uh, that's the AARP Packed. crowd. Packed though. <laughs> but guess what's happening in that crowd? They're slowly being told like, guys, you can train with these 24-year-olds. Yeah. You know, and they're making their way back. And I love, I love seeing Dan Madrid training at 6 a.m. Oh, I love seeing Spaldi and Dina Cola and all these guys yeah. training at 6.30. I mean, what is it? Spaulding, you know, Jesus. T.O.B. Uh, T.O.B. Rex. Will Harz, Rex. They get it in. You know, and Jensen, I mean. Just, Jensen, like it's, I love it. 
Yeah. I love that they're getting in and yeah. training. And, you know. It but, is funny how that's the older crowd. <laughs> well, because they have to go to work. Right. And if like if they can train at 6.30, go to work, and then get jujitsu in, but be able to come home after work and spend time with their family, that's right. a win-win. Yeah, no doubt. That's why that 6.30 a.m. class is great. Yeah. That's why Victor's 9 a.m. class is great. Right. You know, you can get in. So, you know, but. It was a struggle, and, and you know I'm glad that everyone's getting back, and we're getting you know the promotion, you know the belt rankings are getting where they have to be. Like, yeah. It's it's it feels like it's in the rearview mirror, I'm and I really I really haven't felt that way until probably about two weeks ago when I renewed the lease. I Beautiful. was like, now we can, <laughs> now I can just run a school and watch it grow. It's hey, awesome to grow. Keeping to the topic, are you? Uh, there's a I've learned this, which is to become a much better listener. In other words, I find myself, I'll engage with people just to like prod them, especially on the podcast. Like I'll, I'll say some, some things that are a little stupid just to prod the conversation. But do you find yourself growing older now as a better listener? Yes. Or do you still feel the need to fill the void as far as like conversational? Uh, well, I think those are two different things. Um, so as far as a better listener, hundred percent, because I've noticed, you know, you get old and you start realizing if you're just listening for the pause so you can say what you want to say or plead your case or point your facts, no one's going to go anywhere. Right. Like the second someone said, oh, you're like, oh, okay, finish, finish, finish. But I got something for that. <laughs> you're not listening to me anymore. You're just waiting to combat one thing that right. I said. Whereas maybe if you listened it's not going to change your opinion, but at least you can understand where I'm coming from yeah. or understand why I feel this way. Uh, so in that sense, I've gotten better at listening just because over time you realize like, oh, maybe I should shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, now, as far as like with conversations, I have gotten better over time. And I will say this podcast has helped me a lot because you get to experience yourself in a conversation when you listen oh, yeah, to it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit. Now, I will say this. Sometimes I'll hear you say something on a podcast that I didn't hear you say while we were recording Oh, yeah, it. that happens a lot. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, when the fuck did he say that? I don't know if it's because of the headphones, but sometimes you miss things. Right. Because um, like right now, my voice is very projected in Like, my you know ears. what I hate? I hate listening to the podcast sometimes and wishing I would have made a better joke during <laughs> that time because I love the comedy aspect of this podcast. I, I just love, to me, it's like working comedy. Well, I don't have that issue because I make every joke. You're naturally I fucking funny. I get but it. <laughs> there, there's times that I've noticed in the podcast, you'll bring something up mm-hmm. and like we just move on with the conversation. Right. Whereas I'm like, you know what? I should have asked him more about that. Yeah, I wish I would have poked that a little you bit. Know, I should have poked that a little bit or like, you know, really been like, hey, you know, like I, like I consciously did it tonight where you asked me about New Year's and then we moved on. I was like, well, wait, 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 we didn't talk about yours. Yeah. That's something that I've noticed about myself from listening to the podcast where it's like, you know, people are like, oh, Miguel's hilarious. He tells great stories. And I'm like, Miguel's also a little bit of a fucking selfish talker. <laughs> but you have to be. You're the name on the on the marquee. The name of the marquee is tapping in. Nah, come on, dude. I want, you know, I, I when I first started this, I wanted this to be your thing. I'm just kind of like facilitating your opinions. Yeah, but I give a shit about you. Ah, uh, thank you, Bubby. I got tears in my eyes. You do. <laughs> it's probably because you're constipated. Probably. It's 
Speaking of which, <laughs> I'm, I'm really not good that way. I'm good that way. I'm not constipated, but I had some Indian food today. Oh, God, it was so good. Dude, Indian food is fantastic. Oh, yes. It is so good. What'd you oh, have? I had chicken tikka masala. Oh, bam, right off the bat. With some naan. Oh, God. Oh, my God. It's awesome. It's with the rice. Now, you mentioned Jesus's wife. Did she bring over samosas or something? At the at the whiskey night, Jesus brought over samosas that his wife made. Oh, she made them. I didn't know that. Oh, dude, they were the best samosas I've ever had. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, they're really, really good. And it's funny because it's like, he's married to her. So he's like, <laughs> I guess, bro, I, I eat this shit all the time. I'm like, well, I don't. So bring it. Just like with the matzo ball soup, I'm like, dude, I want some. Yeah, like, yeah, bring yeah. it to me. But when I was a kid growing up, eating rice and beans, I was like, oh god, I can't eat. This. <laughs> now I'm like, I, like that's what I asked my mom for. I'm like, please, I don't have it all the time. They're a very attractive couple. They've got good looking kids, good looking kids, good looking wife, good looking husband, successful. They're yeah. really hitting another I, ballpark. I, I, will, I will say this too, and if Jesus, Jesus, giving a big kiss. This is the truth. Uh, so Manny uh, works as a substitute teacher in Montgomery. Right. And he always tells me, like, the kids here who he sees at the school, uh-huh. he, like, snitches on them. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, so he tells me, like, what they do at the school. Oh, oh, I got gotcha. you. And he will tell me, he's like, bro, he's like, Jesus is, like, kids, he's like, especially his son, he's so quiet here. He goes, but, bro, like, he's, like, a cool kid. Like, he's got <laughs> friends. He's got this. He goes, but he's also, like, super respectful and nice. Yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah. you know, like, you're like, oh, he's... He's like the shit. <laughs> he's like, but he's a good kid. And I was like, that's good to hear. Did you see the picture that Jesus posted of the kid in front of his Christmas tree? Did you notice the sneakers? Oh, yeah. I noticed that. <laughs> I figured you did. Yeah, the Jordan ones. <laughs> so sick. These kids like that fun. kid's going to walk around like. No idea. King shit in that yeah, school. No idea. No concept of money. Unbelievable. So let me ask you this. As far as communicating, do you find it better to call or text or is that a or is that a product of how well you know the person? Because like, if I don't know you that well, I'm just going to text you. Yeah, you know, it, number pop, one, pop, pop, pop. It's, that's it. It's a product of the person. That's number one. Number two, it's a big one. What are we trying to discuss? Right. I personally hate phone calls. Okay. Because you feel like you 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 automatically have to do an hour's worth or forty five minutes worth with somebody, even, even if it's ten minutes. Yeah, for those ten minutes, I can only talk to you. Wow, I can't do anything else. I can't look at my phone. I can't help my wife with something. I gotcha. You've now confined ten minutes of my day. Right, all right, I gotcha. So if I'm talking to you on the phone, it's like you're forced to do it. Yeah, wow. it's like if I'm going to talk to you on the phone. There better be a reason for it. I got like three friends that I know every time I speak to them, it's going to be an hour. And it's like, I have to prep but myself for these phone calls. Depends on the conversation. So perfect example, you know, my friend Grant, who lives in, in, in Oregon, Oregon now. I don't mind if I talk to him on the phone. Right. We don't do it often, but it's like, you know, let's talk for an hour. Why not? Let's have a good conversation. We don't see each other anymore. You right, know, right. Once right. a year. So it's worth it. But. Like when people just come like, hey, what's up, man? Just want to see what you're up to. <laughs> Fucking busy. Busy. What I'm is the it? Same way. What do you want to talk about? I'm not here twiddling my thumbs, you know, fingering my ass. I'm doing shit. <laughs> All right. Speak. <laughs> and stop wasting my fucking time. I'll tell you right now, I have a coworker. 
I mean, um, I know you hate that with some students that walk in and want to jibber jabber, but I don't mind the students here who jibber jabber because to me, I'm like talking to professor is part of your tuition. Okay, like I owe you that. All right. If you want to talk for two minutes, I got you. Now, if you're just going to hang out in my office and not talk, you got to go. Like otherwise, <laughs> why are you here? I, uh, have you, you know? installed those ejector seats yet? I wish. I know. I fucking. Need them. <laughs> Um, but for the most part, I'm like, yeah, come in and hang out. Uh, I, plus I like, I like having that communication with my students. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never wanted to have a school where it's like the professors on such a pedestal that you're like scared to even look at them. Right. I never wanted that. Yeah, I yeah, wanted yeah. people to be like, I really like my instructor. Yeah. Like I like him as a dude. That's cool. Um, so that's, that was always my vibe, but. I hate the phone calls, man. I have a coworker who will call me up and he's notorious for having 30 minute conversations. <laughs> he called me up one time and I answered the phone. And I, was like, I was like, what's up? His name's Chris. I was like, what's up, Chris? Uh, he's like, hey, you got a minute? I was like, you have two minutes. He's like, oh, Jesus, two minutes. I forgot you're so busy. But I was like, actually, Chris, I am. You've got 90 seconds. I love that you what actually do you like lay down the fucking rules I don't fuck around, like dude. That. I don't have time. You know, like if my phone rings and it says, you know, a certain list of names, uh-huh. I'm answering. Like if I get a phone call from Tom, it's like, whoa, like immediately. Because he doesn't that. normally make these doesn't phone calls. Call me. Right. Doesn't, he did. He did call me on Friday night and then messaged me multiple times. Because he wanted to make sure I got home safe. Oh, that's great, though. <laughs> yeah, Jesus except Christ. I passed out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so he actually like ended up like messaging like Steph too, and like she like got back to him at like six. And she's like, "Oh yeah, we're home safe." But he's like, "Where are you? Are you home? What the fuck? <laughs> Neither of you are answering me." And I'm like, "We're alive. I love you, you fucking maniac. We're alive." Well, so I was like, I was the just, last of the chivalrous like, guys like, out there. Yeah, like next time, like I'll make sure next time, like I text you, like I'm home. We're safe. All right. But uh yeah, don't call me. Don't call me. I I will call my mother. But it's like it's not even See, and I hope my mom hears this and understands this. Like she'll think like if I'm talking to her and I'm like, "All right, mom, I got." She goes, "I, of course, you never want to talk to me." It's not that. I literally hate talking on the phone. Yeah. Because I'm also like it's not private. Like I'm saying like, "Hey." Uh-huh. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. So what are you doing tomorrow? And then everyone can hear my conversation. I gotcha. So then like I start like, hey, what's going on? Yeah, I'm just here at work. But now everyone's even listening more because I'm whispering. Right. But they only hear, I, I, I just feel, I feel like it's very invasive and people are very involved in my conversation and I don't like it. Like when I have conversations in here, what's the first thing I say? Eh, I close the door. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I like my conversations to be private. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I'm like with my mom, I, I'm feeling now. I'm having deeper conversations with her because she's so hurt and vulnerable. But in the past, it was always like, you know, yeah, Ma, I always try to make a joke with my mom because I'm just not growing up with her. I, I just, we just didn't really kind of see eye to eye and I didn't see eye to eye with my, my dad. So I just, when I talk to my mom now, I, I try and open, open up a little bit more emotionally with her because I think she wants it now as far yeah. as that, like she wants somebody to step up and, well, she's getting older. Yeah. You know, and I think I think when you said it earlier, like it's a house of ghosts. Yeah. You know, for you it's ghosts, but for her it's a reminder of Yeah, of beautiful people and beautiful times and, that are no longer And yeah, we, like everyone's gone, which means that's what's the next saying. what's the next step? That's the thing. You know, it's yeah. like God's waiting room kind of thing. Yeah. It's like the next phase is 
you're the ghost. <laughs> right. It's fucking terrifying. You know, and that's something like, I don't even definitely. know whether to make jokes with my mom now or whether I should like, like continually let her wallow in this, you know, I hope. By just saying, I know how bad it is. I know how hard it is. You know, that kind of thing. I mean, you got to be sensitive to a certain extent, yeah. but I, I truly believe till the day I die, I'm busting balls. That's the way I feel. Like I, I don't live that way. I don't live wallowing in shit. No. You know, like my mom got Steph, uh, this big puffy jacket for <laughs> Christmas and it's a nice jacket, right? right? But the problem is when Steph put it on, she had her hair up in a bun. She had her glasses on right, right. sweatpants and her Uggs. And I was like, nice jacket. I was like, why do you look like a single mom from the eighties? <laughs> She's like, stop it. I was like, you look like you're going to take the station wagon to go use coupons to buy milk. I'm like, what is happening right now? And my mom's like, that's a nice jacket. Why are you making fun of her? I'm like, why did you buy her the jacket that you desperately wanted in right. 1984? I was like, that's what's going on here. I was like, you saw that and you're like, I always wanted that jacket. I'll buy it for Steph. Maybe Steph don't, but she wears it. She wears, she loves it. She goes, I love this that's thing. Awesome, it's so man. warm. I'm like, oh God, yeah. it's not sexy. Don't you hate it when, I mean, I love getting a present from my wife that she just wears over and over and over again. Then That way I know I hit the ball out of yeah. the park, you know? But there's sometimes I buy her something that's just like, no, no, no. She just don't dig it. Steph always does great. All right. You want to I take bought her pots and pans this year. There you go. Fuck Sexy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, they actually are. They're black. Are they? They're nice. I like them. You want to take a Christmas quiz? Ooh, Christmas quiz. Let's do it. All right, buddy. How many households in the United States, households, not people, have Christmas trees? Oh, households? Uh, uh, there are 300 you, million people in the country. Do you have to differentiate between real no, and artificial? So they have a tree. Christmas tree. This was estimated by... In the United States, you got 300 million. What do you think? People hear that and they start thinking houses. But exactly. Not everyone has a house. Right. Some people live in apartments. Some people aren't going to do it. I'm not even talking about it. I'm just talking about the mathematics of it. I'm going to say that. 22%. Uh, 22, all right, so 20% of 300 would be uh, 60 million. This was 96 million. That's 100 million. That's one out of every three. So that's about people 30, have a Christmas 33%. Tree. Yeah. So I was off by 11%. Benga. There you go. Well, that's not terrible. Not bad. Uh, what percentage are artificial? This is uh, according to like so what percentage Christmas the- tree magazine or something like that. <laughs> what percentage of people that buy Christmas trees, they're real or they're artificial? What are, are artificial? I'm going to say okay. that the reasonable thinking is, oh, I bet it's a high number. I'm going to go the opposite. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it's a low number. Wow. I'm going to say it's a low number. I'm going to say 14%. Dude, 80%. God damn. That was the number that first came to mind. I was like, 80%. And then I was like, nah, fuck that. It's too easy. Wow. 80%? Four out of every five trees that are bought are artificial. Is that fucking, fucking crazy? losers. <laughs> dorks. Just water the damn if thing. If I was, uh, you know... Uh, oh, um, get out of here. A Christian, I'd be buying the real deal. Real deal, dude. Fucking A, man. Go get the real tree. Clean up those pine needles. Spend exactly. a bunch of money for something that's going to end up in the garbage. Bingo. It's the goddamn Christmas Although spirit. I do feel really bad when I'm riding around, walking my uh, dog, and I see all these Christmas trees out by the garbage. Yeah, mine's That bugs there. me a little bit. Why? I know, but it just feels bad. It's like... 
<laughs> Benny and Juliana were so upset when we took it down. Yeah. And I'm like, listen. It's like looking at your dead dog outside. I'm like, listen. <laughs> I'm like, they got to pick it up. They take it to the North Pole. And Santa shreds the tree. And they use the pine needles to make next year's Christmas trees. Wow. Juliana's like, Santa needs it. I'm like, Santa needs it. But I think somebody else in my house is starting to get a little... Uh, <laughs> I got some questions. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. He goes, because we have a, we have the elf on the shelf. Okay. His name is Monty. All righty. I did not name him. I don't know where it came from. Yeah. They named him Monty. I don't even get that. What is that whole thing? So, you know, he comes from the North like, Pole. Clue this Jew. Listen, he uh, comes into the, this whole thing. He come, You guys have one, too. You got the mensch on the bench. Come on. We don't have that. We're copying you guys. But you, you understand what it is. I really don't. You know, really so don't. basically... Monty is an elf that works at the North Pole. Okay. And, you know, Santa's busy. He can't watch all the kids. Okay. So Monty was assigned to our house. I get you. And every night. No, you're nice kind of thing. Yeah, every night he reports to Santa. <laughs> what a narc. You know, so every morning, you know, you, you go to sleep and then you wake up and holy shit. Wow. What's Monty doing in the kitchen? Monty's oh, so in the back. Move him he moves. He moves. Oh, I get it. Because he leaves, that's, and then when he comes that's back, nifty. I like know, that. When he comes back, he's somewhere else. That's so the nifty. kids wake up, and you know, we're all like, we're all looking for Monty in the morning. We want to know where he went. Oh, now oh, I get this. He's wild. Who he, came up with that? That's so cool. Because that wasn't a big thing dude, years nobody ago. Nobody came up with him. He's from the North Pole. He's magical. <laughs> no, when did this like go down? Probably right? a couple years ago. Okay. But, you know, like one morning we woke up and that's pretty creative. You know, Monty was under the TV with Buzz Lightyear and Woody. Woody was wearing Monty's elf hat. Monty was wearing Woody's Holy cowboy. Shit, they had know. a blast. That's awesome, man. That's and good. how long? Like, what is that? Girl, like a week or so? Like 10 days? It, it, he's he's here until the night before Christmas Eve. I guess. So you. he shows up December 1st. Oh, so it's he, a whole month practically. Hmm. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I woke up at four o'clock in the morning to move like, that fucking thing. Because <laughs> the kid's like, Dad, Monty's like, still there. He didn't move. I'm like, Yes, he did. He turned his head. But they can't touch him. This is the bathroom. Monty if, came back to the bathroom. If you touch him, you take away his magic. I got you. Now. So he goes to Santa and reports. Damn, man. I like it's that. fantastic. It's I didn't know that. I have so much fun with him. Now, somebody's getting a little curious about things okay he started throwing things at monty <laughs> i was like he's gonna steal his, he's gonna lose his magic he goes yeah but i only threw it at his hat his hat's not magic right and i'm like i see what we're fucking doing i was like you're testing this shit <laughs> you're starting to question you're fucking ruining christmas you little shit <laughs> then he goes to steph Mama, is Monty real? She's like, yeah. He goes, then why does he have tags? Because <laughs> he's got like a little like meaning. Right. I'm like, okay. Then we're at Target. You're trying to rationalize yeah. this whole thing. Then we're at Target. He goes, hey. There's a bunch of Montys. That's Monty. And Steph's like, yeah. He goes, Monty's famous? And she's like, oh, yeah. He's oh. like, why do they have candy, Monty. And he's starting to realize, like, wait a second. Wait a minute here. Why is he just like my son? What's going toys? on? He's no different than my fucking Mario stuff. <laughs> so I'm like, Jesus Put Christ. two and two together. So Steph's like, how much longer do we have? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, babe, two years tops. 
Right. I'm like, if he doesn't know by next year, by the time he's eight, wow. he's going to know. Is that what you're going to say? Uh, you know, clue him into Santa as well? Well, that's kind of what we're getting at. Okay. Like, he's going <laughs> to figure it all out. But, you know, Santa doesn't bring him all his gifts. Santa brings some gifts. There you go. And the big, really good gifts are for mommy and daddy. Good deal. Because they got that fat fuck ain't taking any of my credit. Skateboard, Santa. Natch. Nintendo Switch, daddy. Absolutely. (laughs) I love it, man. $20 skateboard, Santa. Santa. (laughs) $200 camera, mommy and daddy. (laughs) True or false? The Bible refers to three wise men. Oh, God. I feel like I should know this. I want to say that's false. It is false. It says three men. Yeah. Not wise men. Yeah, never. Oh, the play on words. Yeah. Uh, The first fake tree was made by a toilet brush manufacturer. I thought you were going to say it was made by a Jew. I was going to be like, true. We'll get to to that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you guys owe us quite a bit. I was like, man, a Jewish guy would figure out how to make money off Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> First fake tree was made by a toilet brush manufacturer. True or false? I'm going to go with true. It is true. People forget <clears throat> Lamborghini came from a tractor fam- factory. That's right. Exactly. Honda came from like a like a uh, small motor. Like a, and we all know where Volkswagen came from. Oh, the fuckers. <laughs> all right. The Volkswagen. Which, all right, let me bring the Jewish thing in here. Which Christmas song that I'm going to name was not written by a Jew? Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. It's the most wonderful time. It is the most wonderful time of the year. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Or Holly Jolly Christmas. Oh, God, you gave me five songs. Yeah. So one of them? One of them was not written by which means four of them were oh, i can't even hold it to you i'm sorry all five were written by heaps there really? you go <laughs> yeah. all five were written all by. The, there's like 11 fam- white christmas was written by uh jewish guy jesus dude fuck. we're all over it that's fantastic i know isn't it but don't you don't you dare say that they run the music industry They'll shut this shit down. <laughs> wait, wait! Suddenly, you don't even hear us. It no. just cuts off. Spotify's <laughs> like, listen, we know you only guys get about fifty listens a week, but that's a fucking problem. It's like, so then we'll get a call from Kanye. Be like, I got a platform. And you guys are like, sorry, easy, a little hot right now. Right. <laughs> wow! All, right. All five were written by. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are good ones too. It makes. I mean, those are the those are the classics. The only one that the I one that I wish Jingle we Bells. The, well, the only one that I wish we would have written was uh, Silent Night. I think that's a gorgeous piece of music. That's beautiful. Beautiful shit. Uh, Jingle Bells first song played in space. True or false? That is false. True. Really? Yeah, baby. First song. The gospel story uh, of the birth uh, of Jesus Jesus was told. In which Gospels? There are two of them. Mm, God, Roy. Come on, baby. <sighs> I want to go the... I want to say Psalms. 
No, no. It's the, not. the four gospels. Which one of the which two of the four gospels describe the birth story? Oh God, I have no idea. Luke and Matthew. Come on, jeez. Fucking. I didn't know it either. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Luke and Matthew. Where this is the last question? Where did Mary and Joseph go after they left Bethlehem? Oh God, that's a fantastic question. Thank you. Uh, no idea. Egypt. Really? There you go, man. Interesting. There you go. See, but here's the thing. Everything like that part right there, that intrigues me not on a religious level, but on a historical level. Oh, absolutely. It's cool. Because here's the thing. Story's amazing. Here's the thing about Christmas. Here's the thing about Jesus. Whether you choose to believe that he's your Lord and Savior, Mm -hmm. the Messiah, that guy was real. Yeah. What happened was real. As a historical event, I'm so intrigued by it. Yeah. And I love when like movies reference it. For example, True Blood, perfect example. Mm-hmm. There was a scene where this one vampire dies. You do, oh yeah, you're talking about the show. Yeah, the okay, show True Blood. It. And he's like three thousand years old. And this like, you know, like a super right wing conservative church wants to kill all fang bangers and, okay. and vampires because they're and I'm with him on that. The one way. vampire is like <laughs> he goes he's like, I know that you love uh, your Lord Jesus, I wish I would have had the opportunity to meet him. And yeah. Like, oh shit! This vampire is three thousand years he old. He could have. He was around for Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Then fast forward to like the season finale. This one vampire, the guy's like, "Oh Jesus!" He's like, "Don't call to him. I met him. He smelled <laughs> like patchouli." He's like, "Damn hippie smelled like patchouli oil." Dang. And I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> but it's like he was a real guy. Yeah, he was a real guy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He existed because he, he Josephus, the famous uh, writer in Rome, actually uh, referenced him, you know, as a historian. So That's he so was for real. Yeah, it's really cool. It's it's really cool when you walk. Like a buddy of mine used to give the tour for the uh, Via Dolorosa in in Jerusalem. Oh wow! And he said it's weird because the actual grounds that Jesus walked on were kind of buried down. Mm-hmm. So the 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 route that they're on is a much higher than what he actually walked on but people get so overwhelmed with it you know these are the di- they have the different stations where he uh of the cross and this and that yeah. it's a it's an enormously uh spiritual thing to do i would love to do that i'd be one yeah. of those people that would cry absolutely man it's a very spiritual thing if you if this is your core of human being and, and you really do buy into jesus and this and that and christianity it's an amazing thing it's it's incredible yeah uh but yeah, just from the from historical aspect, I'm like, man, like, that's why I don't know if you saw, like, uh, they did this DNA thing where they were like, you know, what was the face of Abraham Lincoln? What, right. Like, yeah, what yeah, was yeah. the face of Jesus? Oh, I love those videos. I love that thing. And it's yeah. funny, like, when I saw the face they made for Jesus, I'm like, that makes more sense. Yeah. He looks like a, you know, Jewish guy from yeah. 3,000 years ago. <laughs> he looks like a Jewish guy from Israel <laughs> from 3,000 years exactly. ago. Exactly. Yeah, the they were only like hair. five foot three, five foot four. Yeah. They were short and this yeah. and that. I could hear him complaining about the lock. Because <laughs> the image they have of Jesus isn't based on. Oh, it's, you know. Isn't based on the eye witnesses yeah, the, of Jesus. It's, yeah, the blue eyes and yeah, all that there's stuff. There's the whole backstory about, you know, there's like this king yeah. and his son. It's an amazing story. Profile, he goes, he goes, paint Jesus, but use my face. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the image we all have. Like, yeah. You can look it up. I forget the guy's name. But the image that they made of Jesus, I was like, that, that is the the skin of bronze. That is yeah, the, it's the hair of lamb's wool. Yeah. Um, it's an amazing story. 
I'm like, yeah, that's what it is. That's why it cracks me up. Like, you know, I love, I love my black people. I love when they're like, you know, Jesus was black. I'm like, no, he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I get where they're coming. He had from. hands of bronze, you know, skin of bronze. It's like, yeah, but yeah. not for nothing. Have you ever like gone to a gas station? They have bronze skin too. Yeah, and they have curly, coarse hair. You ever seen a Sicilian? That like that's yeah. bronze. Yeah, the Mediterranean like, look. You can be dark with thick, curly hair. Yeah, and they weren't washing and shampooing, so it got coarse. Yeah, yeah. Listen, man, I think it's amazing. Uh, big question of the night. We're at two hours. Two hours. We'll make and this somewhat quick. Seconds. Give me. You do so many great impressions, and I, I just. What are your three favorite that you love to do? My three favorite impressions or my three favorite voices? Because those are I, different did, things. I know they're different, but like, just you could do how about impression couple so, of voices so lately my favorite one is my brazilian accent oh i love i really like that guy uh, <laughs> he's just so much fun that's my favorite one and he's like such an old school every time guy. i hear that it just it reminds me of henzo talking well because in my head they're real people right and they have backstories and you like, did like, ricardo tonight a little bit yeah i did do the ricardo a little bit ricardo's fun but not as fun um i love doing tom's because it's so like <laughs> like most people wouldn't dare pick on tom let alone do an impression right let alone do it to his face all the time and i do and i have so much fun doing it mm-hmm. because he's like Ugh. i don't i don't fucking talk like that man man like if that's how you think i talk and it's like that is how you talk it's fantastic <laughs> it's pretty spot on uh so i love doing tom it's it's fun it's a fan favorite <laughs> It's wait. The thing about that one is that it sounds good, but you're also making a caricature of it. Like, like it's you take a, it. it's such an exaggerated right. version of it. Yeah, like the caricature is the perfect example. It's like, yeah, it looks like you, but very wild version. Yeah, of you. yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I think my next favorite is my mom. I have so you much do fun doing that. it. Yeah, you it's do. So great. much fun because that's another caricature. It's very over the top. Like Puerto Rican mom, but you know, that's well, she, the way you do it when I hear it in my head, it's like, boy, he makes her sound like, like she's like coquettish, like, like, like flirty, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's very like very feminine, very feminine, very uh, eccentric. Yeah, you know, it's just it's extra, right. it's a lot, <laughs> it's a <laughs> lot. It's like, I'll take a Caesar salad, extra Caesar dressing, exactly. With extra Caesar dressing. It's just, but that's my mother always has been that way. <laughs> it's beautiful. But that personality is also why, you know, she she was so willing to do so many things and, you know, leave Trenton and move into the suburbs and, you know, get an apartment by herself for her and her kids. Uh, there's and a lot of love behind that. Yeah, it, it's that belief of like, I'm going to be extra with everything I do and everything I go after. And then you meet her kids and it's like, if you tell me, I like, if I tell you something I want to do, people think I'm crazy. I'm like, I don't think it's that crazy. Yeah. It's like, I saw someone do it. I saw someone do crazy things every day that worked out. Right. right. If you work hard enough. Yeah. But I, you could sense when you do all three of those impressions, like there's a lot of admiration, a lot of love behind it too. I would never do an impression of someone I don't like. Right. Because here's the thing. When I do an impression of someone, I want the person I'm doing it to to meet that person 
So if I do an impression of my mom or my wife or Tom to someone, it's like, I want you to feel like you're meeting them because the person means so much to me that I want to give you a glimpse of what that person's like. Right. If I don't like you, I won't speak your name. I won't do an impression right, of you. Right, right. I will hope that you, your memory dies in the fucking wind. Yeah. Now, does Tom like his impression or no? <laughs> I don't know. Does your mom like her impression of? I don't know. I think she likes that I do it because it's like I'm I'm talking about it. But she's like, no, no, I don't talk like that. I talk like this. <laughs> then she tries to like like Anglo-fi, and I'm right. like, okay, Mary Lou, you can try. It's not working. Yeah. Well, brother, happy New Year! Happy Merry New Christmas! Year, all the good stuff. Who's your favorite impression? That you do or that yeah, I do? That I do. Um, Why? You do impressions? I haven't heard any impressions from you. I do my mom. My mom is like... You do your mom. Very nasal. Roy. She's... she's oh, my mom Roy. is the nanny. Remember that show, The Nanny? Your knees aren't going to get better <laughs> if you keep doing the jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Why do you need to do that, Roy? Do you really need to do that in uh, your life? Uh, Why don't you relax? in your face all <laughs> night long. I did my dad. I used to do my mom. Um, I don't know. It, it just sort of comes. You have a talent for it, though, that I don't have. So You should meet some of the characters I've invented. I'm sure. <laughs> Steph knows them by name. I, I mimic people really well. Like, I can, like, if, if I'm, all right, there was a dude that uh, worked at Burger King that was in the drive-thru, and I made my uh, wife go around three times just so I can listen to this guy do his voice. Because every time he, he was an Indian dude, he would go, do you want barbecue? And I'm like, <laughs> barbecue? Like, barbecue. You know, that kind of thing. So, like I can I can mimic people pretty well. but That's pretty I, much all an impression is. Yeah. Just mimicking and adding some extra. Yeah. Uh, when Steph and I first moved in with each other, she caught me practicing. Like this. <laughs> and it's funny. Now, was, what's her voice? Like, so here's the thing. I can't do my wife's voice. Okay. Because for whatever, like, you know, she kind of talks like this, like, hi, how yeah, are yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, all I hear is this. <laughs> so like, like that. Like, I just hear that. So every now and then, like, we'll meet a girl who actually talks like that. And I was like, told you, they exist. Yeah. Like, all women just end up in my hair, all end up in my head like, yeah, right. so anyway, like, that's what they, yeah. like, your voice gets filtered into that. That's what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> um it's horrible it's you know trauma but yeah so who's all right so you, my favorite that you do yeah all right you number, gotta meet some of the characters okay putting the characters aside number one i do enjoy the brazilian one because when i hear it I'm like the smile comes on my face because i hear henzo in my head talking you know what i'm saying i, I just hear that whole thing the tom when you did the tom like him talking about you being liked by his mother. Oh yeah, I that one really like, that I, triggered. Like, me. I have like soda coming through my nose listening to that. <laughs> That's how fucking good that that. Thinking out of my mom. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> Fuck that boy. Better be still reinforced. All right. All right. Um, the guys you do in the class just crack me up too. You know the Manny, the Max, the uh, oh, the Justin. Um, yeah, those, those impressions just really fucking floor me. Oh, your Bardaji is hilarious. Oh, God. <laughs> That's amazing. Hey, prop. So, quick question. Uh, so, when I'm in a guillotine about to go unconscious, at what point should I consider tapping? Uh, uh, fucking immediately, dude. Immediately. Okay. okay. Anyway, Happy New Year. It's one of the Fuck greatest impressions. Tight talks.
and he's black and Cuban, but that's how he talks. It's wild. All right. Is there anybody that you're working on now that's in the class? That I'm working on? Probably not. (laughs) It's funny because it's like, I'll just hear a voice. And in my head, I'm like, I could do that voice. I need that character (laughs) in my repertoire. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, oh, wait, I forgot the greatest one of them all, Cote. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. No, but you're, you're Wakanda thing. Where he said, Kote, where are you from? He uh, says, I'm from w- Ghana. Ghana? No. <laughs> Fucking Wakanda. Uh, okay, Wakanda. <laughs> I love him. That's the greatest impression oh, right there. All right. Happy New Year, dude. Take care, brother. I'm, I'm excited. Really, really am, One more year of podcast. Let's fucking do it. You betcha, baby. Talk All right, you. guys. Talk to you next week.